0: lovely listeners welcome to episode 140 of stacy's pop culture parlor i am your host the titular stace and joining me today in the parlor is a returning champion jolly bloody lovely bloke nicholas papa Constantino welcome back
1: hello i managed to not talk over you while you were doing that intro- and i've always done that before i was being really careful this time <laughs>
0: Well done. I don't mind when people uh, interrupt my intros if they're doing things like polite laughter, um because that implies that I'm funny. Oh, uh, God, I
1: didn't I didn't do any polite laughter.
0: It's all right. I wasn't funny, don't worry oh, about it. Okay,
1: it. Good. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Folks, you might remember Nick from the podcast Two Grown Men and also previous episodes of this that I didn't look up the numbers for because I'm an idiot and forgetful and tired if I'm honest.
1: It was I think uh, I was surprised the, the most recent one was only was a couple of years ago. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. But even though that seems like a really long time, that was more recently than I thought because it was it was post it was what once I was living alone in a flat.
0: I was going to so. say I remember I remember doing one a couple of years ago with you, and then mm. I, f- I feel like the one before that was the last live show maybe. Maybe. One possibly. of the most shows.
1: I needed to check. I needed to check to make sure because there was something. There was something I thought. Oh, I wonder if I've talked about that because I loved it. And apparently, I've been talking about. But it's back to life. The Daisy Haggard thing. Apparently, yes. I've been talking about that since before the last time I was on this. <laughs> so
0: amazing. Um, so how have you been? How have you been for two whole years? Um.
1: I've been okay. I've been okay. I've had some mental health problems. No, hang on. No, I've had some mental health problems.
0: Same. Big but, same.
1: <laughs> but I think, I think, yeah, there's a lot of it about, right?
0: We're still here, though.
2: Yeah. Still to, here and kicking.
1: Whatever. The problem, one thing that's different this time, I've just realised, and I'm going to have to be really careful with this, <laughs> Is we've only ever done them audio before, yes. And so I can I can see you, which mm-hmm. is lovely. But the problem when you can actually see someone, I've just noticed, and there's someone you know quite well and that you like and stuff, is sometimes there'll be, uh, sometimes you'll allow a pause for it, like you'll just go, yeah, yup, mm-hmm, and you'll leave a pause. And you'll just look at each other like a, like a an off the office <laughs> look to camera thing, and that doesn't that doesn't play on the audio, right?
0: It, no, it doesn't. No, so. I the, uh, the the video thing has been a blessing and a curse because on the one hand it stopped me from talking over people quite so mm. much, uh, but on the other hand, there's there's two things that I find difficult is exactly what you just said, which is feeling like you're having a normal conversation with a person, and therefore awkward silence is fairly mm. constantly. And the other thing is being distracted by my own face Like you will notice occasionally My eyes just zipping up to the top To be like what's my fringe doing What's my chin look like <laughs> it oh. has, my, has my jumper fallen Into the slutty shoulder category It's oh. almost there I'm going to pull it up There you go it. put that shoulder away I
1: hadn't, I hadn't <laughs> registered I thought it was like kind of deliberate asymm- asymmetrical
0: No it is but I had to the, the problem is, is that I bought a jumper That was a size bigger than I normally would Because right. they didn't have my size And so it's like extra saggy. So every now and again, it will just like a a full on a fall out. So I've got to be careful. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Should we talk about some pop culture? Let's move away from my
1: boobs. I I think I think we can. Because most of most of my output um, over the last few years has been on Twitch. So I'm so used to looking at my face and I'm not I'm not happier with it. It doesn't make me happier with it.
0: Do you know, people kept saying to me, like, you know, the more you see your own face, the better you'll be with it. And I'm like, I think, no, I'm constantly, I'm just looking at myself thinking, is that what I look like to everyone else? Like all the time, is this the face? Is this my normal face? And I'm just, it's a disaster.
1: Living on my own, and and my old flat had a couple of big mirrors that the landlord left there. (laughs) And and this one has one in the thing. And when you live on your own, especially if you're in a certain sort of mood... And when you work from home, so there's lots of just drifting around the flat as well. I have disassociated completely at certain times looking at myself going, Who who even I and then having like those movie meltdowns like <laughs> where you <laughs>
0: cut stupid, your own hair off but somebody stupid, looks perfect.
1: Fucking stupid. You die, you hate you, <laughs> that sort of thing. <laughs>
0: I've had to, like, every now and again, I've had to do the thing during a work meeting where I've been like, oh, my camera's not working just because mm. I don't, just don't want to see my own face for a little bit.
1: <laughs> sometimes I'll do that on i uh, I'll do that on big meetings. If, if it's an early morning meeting and I know that I won't be missed uh, in the big thing and I just, I haven't, I've only just got up, so I don't really want to put any clothes on. So sometimes <laughs> I will
2: sit there.
0: <laughs> I have been caught in my Super Mario pyjamas once by a surprise team's
2: call. Excellent. I
0: was like. Luckily it was one of the guys That I work with Who's quite laid back And doesn't And he's not Like a manager or anything Um, Otherwise I probably Wouldn't have answered And I'd have just been like Oh no you caught me When I was in the bathroom Big fat fucking (laughs) lawyers I'm a disaster at work Nobody should uh, Nobody should ever Engage with me In the office (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) Right Let's talk pop culture Shall we Yes What have been watching Reading Playing Oh god
1: (laughs) So playing is weird, actually, because uh, I haven't been streaming on Twitch that much recently because there's not been anything I really fancied playing. But I have inexplicably drifted into because I have Xbox Game Pass, which means I I start playing lots of games and then play them for an hour and then just put (laughs) them down. But I've been playing Football Manager 2023 i'm not going to talk about it loads (laughs) i don't watch football i don't like football i don't really understand football or most of what i'm doing i have quite pleasant (laughs) associations with the game football manager because uh, i used to we used to have it on my spectrum the zx spectrum back in the 80s and it was just little sprites going around the screen i used to play it with my dad but it was there and every, every few years I will pick it up and think, well, in theory, it's the sort of thing I'd like. It's like you train up your team, you pick good players, you decide where to put them. If it was like a futuristic sport or something, it's the, and you don't actually have to play, right? You don't move them around or anything. You just hmm. put the right people in the right places. Um, and to show how, how very little I know about football and how <laughs> wrong. Uh, my friend James really doesn't like it when uh, – who I used to do the podcast with – when there's, like, the whole Gary Lineker thing recently and stuff like that. He doesn't yeah. like it when our little, like, WhatsApp signal group starts talking about football stuff because he's, like, none of – uh, it makes him feel very uncomfortable because he's the only <laughs> one who actually likes it. But so my team, I'm playing the team Wrexham.
2: Right.
1: And the only reason I'm playing the team Wrexham is because I, I, I watched I the first season of Welcome to Wrexham. <laughs> So I know who some of the players are. That's the only reason.
0: Brilliant. That's that's a solid reason, Zenny. When I picked which NFL team I was going to support, because I've never been to America, I went based on kit colours. Right. And so I picked the Baltimore Ravens because I like purple.
1: Right. Good enough. And you exactly. you really like. You really like – you follow it, don't you, I think?
0: I try to. It's difficult in the UK because of the time differences. Yeah. Like, all the matches are on, like, Sunday nights at, like, 1 in the morning. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, to be fair, with my insomnia, I probably could watch. But I should make an effort to try and be asleep when I'm supposed to be asleep.
2: Yeah. I?
1: <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't schedule anything at 2 a.m. Um. I probably could. But uh, <laughs> it, it seems like it. It seems like giving up once you yeah. start scheduling stuff in. Yeah. But, yeah, so I mean, in terms of video games, there's that. And that's completely shocking me. That's completely surprised me because it's like there are so many other games that are more the sort of thing I'd like to play yeah, and stuff like that, that.
0: That was a genuine surprise when you said that because, I, yeah. I mean, I, d- I don't play video games much at all. I've got a vague knowledge of football. I say I support the Villa. I've sort of stopped caring about football yeah. lately because my husband stopped caring about football.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: I have a feeling there was – S- something something one of the, the team that he supports turns out one of them might be a rapist so he was like do you know what no <laughs> uh so we just haven't watched any of it this season but i was yeah i would never have expected you to say that you're playing football it's, manager
1: it's <laughs> and what's shocking for me is that i get really into the games and i'll mm. be like shouting at The players, and my favourite player is a guy called Hosanna. Hosanna, and I've even got a little when he does something good. I say, sing Hosanna. (laughs) (laughs) Got a little my own little chant. I probably pronounce (laughs) it more confidently when I'm uh, when I'm on my own. But um, my therapist said a a long while back that um, it's okay. It's okay if you feel like saying something like loud or shouting or whatever loud in your own flat. It's okay to do it. It's probably healthy, and so so now I just shout all the time. In the I've been doing a lot of laughing out loud when I watch things as well, which is weird.
0: I, I do that anyway. My husband actually finds it really grating because I've got a very loud, obnoxious laugh. <laughs> it's very distracting when you're watching things, and I'm just like Nelson Muntz in the corner.
2: <laughs> I think it
1: must must be really weird for my neighbours because I'm one of the I'm one of those people who normally just sits there and stares like with a really not with a flat expression i do enjoy things like like (laughs) comedies and stuff but i don't normally respond sometimes and when and sometimes i'll be watching stand-up and i'll just when it hits me it totally hits me and i just lose it and i can't stop that happened watching a james day thing a while back (laughs) um he's he's brilliant stuart lee actually nearly killed me the last time i watched one of his but i'm not going to talk about that either because i can't i can't remember what the special is called but yeah that i've noticed in the last couple of weeks and it might be because um i'm on citalopram and it started working um <laughs> but I, I've, I've noticed it's just this weird barking laugh it'll be like i'll be watching some stupid procedure or something with rob lowen or something <laughs> like you know they they Uh, stop fires and they rescue people but sometimes they're quite witty with each other and a character will say something that you couldn't explain to someone who doesn't watch the show why it's funny that sort of thing and i'll just go like that must be really just on my own in in an empty flat echoing around the walls so um
0: I feel a little bit sorry for my neighbour because I my mental health takes more of a dip when Rich has to work from the office whilst I'm working from home. So I'm like literally on my own. So I sing a lot, but I sing so loud. It's ridiculous. Right. Like it's it's like stage performance leveled out. <laughs> like I just think my neighbour must every now and again see Rich go out to work and be like, Oh no.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: like not this again. Did, talking of um comedy stuff, did you watch a whole lifetime
1: with Jamie Dimitriu? Oh yeah, I've been I, and I I I want it. Did you tweet about it?
0: Yeah, because like that, it, you reminded me when you were talking about laughing out loud that I laughed so hard at a bit of that that I started a coughing fit that then turned into a sore throat and a headache, and that was within the first ten minutes. I, think. I lost my mind.
1: <laughs> I I thought I knew what to expect mm-hmm. with him. I think I only knew that was even a thing because you'd mentioned it. So then it wasn't too much of a surprise when I saw it on Netflix. Um, yeah, but. So most of the stuff I've seen him do, I saw a Harry, I've like watched a YouTube video of him on Harry Hill or whatever. They're very, they're different characters, but there's a lot of like weird, awkward wordplay and him sort of stumbling over his words, whatever character he's playing. So I, and I love it. I do love it. I loved Stafflet's Flats, and I found I found that relatively <laughs> so late. But I think we talked about it actually last time mm-hmm. we spoke. But that show was so weird, and it was so good. Like it was so mature as well at points. Not mature, like not sophisticated. It was really clever like, yeah. at the various yeah. points, and really human, Um and really depressing. The thing where he's at the table with his he's old, an older man, oh, and he's gosh. the is it the wedding anniversary or something, and he's yeah. trying to talk to his wife she's oh he's so God. nice and she's
2: so not interested
0: oh man that that yeah i i've always said that i like when comedy does things that are also like sort of very normal and very human because the comedy hits harder then like it's mm. much something's much funnier if it comes after something that's just punched you in the heart yeah. <laughs> it Does a lot of that sort of stuff
1: <laughs> it didn't think, make me laugh though did you watch um so I think I can never remember what it's what it's called. I think you should I think you should leave, or I think I should leave. It's a sketch show. I
0: love. I think you should leave.
1: I think the yeah. next season starts in a couple oh, of weeks. Oh, I can't wait because I, I watched it <laughs> and I watched two episodes of it and I didn't even I wasn't even sure if I liked it and I ended up watching. It's two seasons, isn't it? Yeah, so it's the yeah. third one's coming. Um, I ended up watching all of them and thinking I don't I don't really know. <laughs> What, if I like, like, I don't, I don't know if it's funny. I've watched all of it. It's, it's definitely good, but there aren't songs like Auntie Donna's so that, you know, it didn't grab me like, so I watched the whole thing? And then I was sat here and I just sat silently, like the whole thing about laughing. I sat silently watching it and then a friend came over and we'd watched a film or whatever. And I thought, I just, let's watch this. Cause I, I think you'll like it. We'll watch this. And I put it on. And within about two minutes, we were both just pissing ourselves laughing <laughs> And I was like, yeah. why why didn't I <laughs> – we were in hysterics. I was like, why didn't this happen when I was watching it on my own? This is weird.
0: Oh, I do think there's something different about watching, yeah. like, comedy stuff with people. Like, um, who was I, I – th- I can't even remember what comedian I was seeing, but I was supposed to go and see a comedian with a friend the once, and she, she ended up being sick, and I couldn't get anyone else to go. But I was like, oh, well, I don't want to miss out. It was the most boring night of my life because I couldn't I – I felt so awkward being on my own that yeah. I couldn't really find any of it funny, and I was just sort of like
2: huh. – I get it
0: <laughs> like It was really sad I think You Should Leave though Is one of those shows That um, me and Rich much. It's There's only like Six or seven episodes Per season And I think we've watched All of them About six times
2: yeah, Each Yeah I can see that
0: And it's still hilarious Like the um, The sketch where He puts on that outfit And goes into a mall yeah. And he's supposed to Play pranks on people But then he gets Really stressed out About being dressed As someone else <laughs>
1: yeah and the, he um, has like
0: a small mental breakdown of it, like we were do- like properly like tears in my eyes yeah. laughing you know when you laugh so hard you don't make noise anymore it's, it's one of those for me when I'm just like
1: crying it, but it's heartbreaking see that's the that's the scene that's the scene that made me think of that when we were talking about the Jamie Dimitri <laughs> thing because yeah. it's like he says I don't want to do this anymore and his, his guy on the other end of the mic says what, do you mean that the, the Show, <laughs> he's like, just I just don't want to do this anymore, or something like that. It's heartbreaking, but it's so fun. So oh, funny. it's so funny.
0: Oh, yeah, uh, I'm really excited this year because, um, like me and Rich have started trying to like do more things because obviously you know the past few years we haven't mm. done as much for obvious reasons, and we've got tickets, so we're going to see Ben Schwartz and Friends Improv in, in London mm-hmm. in July, and then we've got Auntie Donna in Birmingham in oh, September.
1: Are they touring?
0: Oh yes, I can't remember what what cities they're doing,
1: but they
2: most of them,
0: I think most of them sold out pretty quick anyway. They are um,
2: down here.
0: I'm have gonna, a look, I'm do a little look. Google, do a little Google. But I literally can't wait for that. Like I, th- I think that one, I might be in danger of actually wetting myself in a public place I from just,
1: So good, they're
0: they're so good, fun- so funny. Uh, but it's one of those things that, like, it's really hard to recommend to people because. Like, for example, my mum's a great example of this. Normally, my mum is like, she's kind of like me, but just older. So normally I can throw stuff at her and be fairly confident that she'll enjoy it. But I threw Auntie Donna, Auntie Donna's big old house of fun at her. And after, like, an episode and a half, she was like, what is this?
2: <laughs> it's and
1: like I, the monkeys. <laughs> it's like the monkeys.
0: She was like, I, do, I don't fully understand what I'm looking at. And I was like, no, I don't think anybody does. I don't think he's supposed to.
1: <laughs> one of the only traditional jokes in that whole show is quite a good, um, it's the one, oh, come on, mate, don't be such a, and he, he oh, traces so, out square on this. So, so,
2: cunt. Cunt. <laughs> <I>
1: just, <laughs> I've seen the gift of that going around recently, and it's oh, just such it a good joke. None of I these, are, none of these are, are things I've been watching recently. Um, I, uh, I, I'm i accidentally doing more things this year, because they might be giants mm-hmm. are coming to Southampton on their Ooh. tour. So I've bought tickets for that, and it turned out my friends Steve and James are as well. I'm, I'm mentioning them by name because you know them, right? Yes. So, um, <laughs> and tickets for Garth Marenghi's tour is... Are going out in the next couple of days I think and I think Ooh, that he's yeah. I think he's in Southampton as well so and I think that'd be quite good or really disappointing I don't know but
0: <laughs> see Garth Moringy is one of the ones that I, I missed I, I haven't I haven't seen that but I know Rich likes it so I should probably watch it at some point we were watching the other day there was like a one of those click YouTube videos that Rich gets suckered into clicking onto because he starts almost arguing with it before he's even watched yeah. it. That was like, uh, Oh, 10 comedy shows. You probably have forgotten about. And he was like, I bet I haven't bloody forgotten. <laughs> so, like, <laughs> And so he did clicking on it. And like, immediately we were both like, I hate this man's voice and his whole yeah. demeanor, but we've got to listen to it now. And I will be fully honest I think something like eight out of the ten I'd never even heard of. And yeah. the whole way through, Rich was going, how have you not seen this? What is wrong with you? And I had to keep reminding him that I only saw, oh, bloody hell, what's that sketch show with um, Paul Whitehouse where he keeps going, brilliant.
2: First oh, show.
0: The, yes, I only yeah. saw that for the first time during lockdown. So I'm like, really? Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. I, when I was younger, so I lived in a house with a lot of people, but our TV watching habits basically came down to what will granddad sit through?
1: Right. Yeah. Okay. Well, I, I was surprised because I didn't watch that Sean Locke, the sitcom he did until after he died. I didn't even know it was a thing. And it's got like uh the guy who plays Wong in the Marvel movies in a much better role and yes. <laughs> as well. And and it's just really good. I, the thing about Garth Marenghi it's going to be a bit weird is one of the cool things about the show is it's got like rich Ironade before he was necessarily as famous as he is now matt berry the first time most people have seen him uh other guy from um the mighty boosh the normal one from the mighty boosh the
0: normal one i never watched the mighty boosh
1: oh yeah you probably but there's an age difference between you and me there's an age difference as well because i'm 50 this year so really yeah, in June,
2: it's scary.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think <laughs> I look it, but um, I
0: don't think you look it. I'm surprised
1: by that. Yeah, it's 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 kind of it's kind of a weird year. But yeah, so I don't know what it's going to be like with just the Garth Marenghi guy. But like,
2: mm-hmm.
1: so I'm going to buy tickets for that. So that's two things. I think both in November. It's quite exciting. I haven't been to a gig in years.
0: We went to a couple of gigs last year, but we tried to stay at, like, relatively smallish ones, aside from Ghost, which was fucking huge at the NEC because it was Ghost. Mm-hmm. But we had to go because it was Ghost. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> uh, and I... Went bananas at that I wasn't fully prepared For the experience Of seeing Ghost live If I'm honest
1: Is it a musical? No They're a
0: They're a a band uh, They're like a
1: Oh Oh, is it a band?
0: Yeah yeah They're like I thought um, you meant The
1: stage play of the film Ghost
0: um,
2: Can you you
0: imagine me Watching Ghost? Come on now I don't know Come on Oh, Nick, you know me better than that. I
1: don't, uh, understand, I don't understand half of what people are, are into when uh, it comes to nostalgia. It's very
0: Ghost confusing. Is a, Ghost is a rock band who are like, so the front man, uh, it's a lot to go into, but the long story short is that the front man is like a character called Papa Emeritus, and occasionally he'll die and there'll be a new one. And he's a bit dressed like the Pope, and their music's a bit satanic, but not really, like it's right. kind of a joke. Uh, it's, it's all a bit bananas, but fucking hell do they put on a show. So it's like stained glass windows everywhere and like big Popey costume changes and fire. And I was just like, well, <laughs> I'm a bit, uh, don't quite know what to do with this. Um, Google lost, lost ghost.
1: My mind. Google I'm going to watch some of their, some of their videos. I've never heard of them. Never heard love of them. them at all.
0: Absolutely love them. But they're only, they're a band that I only heard of because Dan from game grumps, loves them and talks about them a lot and wears their merch a lot. So Rich started listening to them and he was like, I think you'll enjoy this. And I listened to a couple of songs and I was like, oh, okay. And it was only when I saw a video that I was like, oh, they're weird.
2: I like, <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, like, oh, there's a gimmick. Oh, it's more fun when you know the gimmick. And, uh, yeah, it's brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. This has come a long way from Football Manager, hasn't it?
1: Yeah, and um, I still haven't. <laughs> I, and I've, I've, I've actually got notes. So most of the – we did, speaking of music, uh, most of the music – a lot of the music the new music i listen to is um is stuff that my sons play mm. and that oh, means so noah is nearly 10 he's 10 a little bit after i'm 50 and max is i want to say eight yeah eight i confused myself by saying there's a year between <laughs> now but because I said Noah's nearly 10 instead of Noah's nine, which is what yeah. he is, I got confused. You <laughs> threw off. But yeah, so Max is A. <laughs> Luckily, Max has started, um, Ma- Max has started. he's obsessed with Just Dance, the the games. Okay. So he's got it on the Switch or something. So there's quite a wide range of different music. He knows the, uh, I can't remember what it's called, but the Eminem song where he, like his sort of comeback song from a few years ago. I can't remember which one it was. But he knows it, but obviously without any swearing. So like we have to like, so he's been introduced to lots of um lots of different sorts of music that way. So there are bits of dance music. What was it? That he Noah put a song on in the car this morning, and he was like, "Daddy, do you like this one? This is a new one. Do you like this one?" And I was like, "Is it by Darude? It was that that Darude song from years ago." Brilliant <laughs> so um and and the thing is, I enjoy uh, what I'm finding is there's loads of pop music. I've kind of my whole life's been a bit like this. I was very cynical about music when I was younger, um and only really liked my indie music and stuff like that and then basically uh, once I'm around someone else who enjoys pop music i find their enjoyment of it infectious and then i mm. start getting into it whenever i think about taylor swift i think about you <laughs> on the dance floor at thought bubble yeah. the uh, shake it off that i think that was probably the first time i'd ever heard it and i was like yes, so oh i guess we like this now <laughs> <laughs> but like everyone on the dance floor was enjoying it and i was like no it i mean it's definitely a banger i guess and so yeah. then I introduced it to my son, to Max and that. And now Taylor Swift and Sia, Those Sia, he's obsessed with both of them. So um, what was my point? There wasn't a point. It's, it's about finding out about stuff through other people. There's um two, but uh, sort of in the Auntie Donna vein, I guess, there's two guys called Rhett and Link who are, I think, American.
0: Yes, a Good Mythical Morning guys.
1: Is that what they're? yeah. They're really, they're really good, and I kind of got to know them through, through my sons. But now that means that I just get hundreds of Facebook, like they're constantly doing little videos that show up on my Facebook or Boomer TikTokers, as, as my friend James calls it. Uh, <laughs> where, like, I realized I realize today as well that basically if someone on Facebook links to a TikTok video mm-hmm. and I follow the link to go and watch it on TikTok, I, that it's going to take me at least half an hour to get back and it's not because I'm watching <laughs> videos it's because I can't work out how to get back
0: <laughs> I <laughs> I'm
1: just getting stuck
0: <laughs> I, I haven't delved into the world of TikTok because I feel like one of two things will happen I will either hate it with a fiery passion and feel old and sad or I will uh, d- just live in there <laughs>
2: yeah
0: <laughs> like those I don't think there's any way that I'm in the middle of that I think I'll be that hating it or i'm obsessed with staring at videos all day
1: <laughs> i just I, it's it's really it's very dang it's very dangerous and it, and it isn't an easy like i said it's not that easy to get out of it it's not that easy to use i don't think so yeah it's It's kind of weird. And I I realized it happened twice today. It happened once. And then I commented on it to someone that I was chatting to. um, And then later on, I followed another link to a TikTok video and couldn't get back to Facebook from that either. (laughs) Oh, no. I've I've hit that point where the technology, uh, that's the Point when you know you've got old Is I've hit the point oh. where I no longer understand The technology
0: You say that though right But I'm only 37 which I still maintain Okay so I'm nearly 38 But I still maintain that that is Categorically not old right But I almost had a panic attack when people were talking about twitter falling over because i was like Mm. no that's the one i use and the one i understand and the one i like like yes it's a cesspit but it's still the one that works the best for Mm. me and when i tried to use hive i was like hey it's different and i don't like it and it stressed me out and then people were talking about mastodon and i was just like i can't do that can we just can somebody just to fix Twitter it's upsetting yeah. to me like can I win the Euro Millions buy back Twitter <laughs> fix it I'm not going to do that if I win the Euro Millions first thing I'll you do is buy enough. a notch for a start
1: alright you wouldn't be able about. to buy Twitter with the money from the Euro Millions I no,
0: think. no I don't I don't think I could
1: It's tricky Um, because the only some people can afford to leave Twitter, right? If you can go anywhere and be perfectly happy with it, it's fine. But like most of the the, I follow loads of marginalized people on there who and, you know, people I've found who I'm similar to and stuff like that as well, who I'm never going to find that many of those people anywhere else. Because they just part of it is everyone's on Twitter because it's Twitter. And part of it is none of the others really allow them, really make it as easy to find people as Twitter does.
2: Mm, yeah.
0: So I th- the, the thing that works for, I, I did not want this episode to become Stace fucking toots the horn of Twitter. Jesus mm. Christ, like it needs it. <laughs> uh, but I, I like, I personally like Twitter because it's the only platform I found where both Normal, regular folks like us can find each other, wow. but also it's the better one for like famous folks, sort of actually mm. engaging with people as well, yeah. which I quite like. Um, I mean, it's probably it probably sucks for them because I imagine they get a lot of shit. Mm. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm sad about Twitter becoming yeah. just disastrous. But anyway, that's a that's a whinge for another day.
1: <laughs> it's um it's been it's been a little bit nicer in the last year where lots of celebrities we've been we've been learning that lots of nice celebrities that we liked aren't transphobes that's been nice i've i've been yeah. like cuz for a while there i felt like if if x person in uk comedy hasn't voiced their opinion on trans people i'm just going to assume the worst but not pursue it because <laughs> but like there've been, there've been a few people who, and the, the irony of it is and yeah i'm not going to bang on about it but the irony of it is normally what happens is they make some innocuous comment that isn't that isn't transphobic enough or something and then all of the transphobes just pile in on them and behave like absolute maniacs and then they're like oh hang on a minute it's suddenly becoming clearer that this isn't just a you know a difference of opinion between two groups of people there are some absolute maniacs being horrific (laughs)
2: um
1: but yeah anyway Anyway. That's, that's it. It happens because we haven't talked to each other in ages. That's why. I know.
0: Should, yeah, we should probably have warned people about that up top that we yeah. are actually, you know, friends, but we haven't seen each other for yonks. Because uh, I gave up on comic cons because they scare me, yeah. and uh, that was pretty much the only place I ever used to see you regularly.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I keep saying that I want to like organize like a sort of geek syndicate type get together, but every time I've tried, there's just like no sort of place that everybody is willing to travel to
2: yeah uh, it's so makes difficult
0: me a bit sad. um and i keep I, I, the worst part is that i keep trying to pitch birmingham because a it's where i live and i keep going oh, it's central though hey, it's central everyone could get it's the midlands you could, everyone could get there but um <laughs> but i've tried getting to southampton from birmingham it's fucking difficult
1: <laughs> it's not it's not straightforward I, it's
0: nice no.
1: the thought bubbles i think it we end up seeing we end up all meeting up in a thought bubble because it's not local to most of like it's it, it's not central by any means at all, but it's roughly. Uh, so it feels fairer if we all end up seeing each other. Isn't the distance miles river. from everyone? Yeah, yeah.
0: If yeah. if Thought Bubble hadn't moved to Harrogate, I think I might still. Probably wouldn't go to the convention itself because cons. I just don't – like, we had this conversation before we started recording, but I don't feel comfortable talking to famous people. I I barely feel comfortable talking to regular folk that I don't know. So, like, when you add in that extra layer of, like, me – admiring your work that's just a whole extra level of social ah yeah (laughs) that just like yeah and that the older i get the worse that's got for some reason i don't know why probably covid i'm gonna blame it on covid breaking my brain but yeah the idea of like going to a convention and like queuing to say like three or four sentences to somebody famous who's gonna forget me the instant i leave it's just not appealing to me anymore and i so i am going to Telford a Wales comic con that's not in Wales in Telford it's so bizarre they keep calling it the Telford takeover of Wales comic con and I'm like just have a Telford con anyway Mm. um, and I am going to that and it's purely because I really want to meet Rob Paulson and uh, and the other Turtles guys but I am so nervous about it already Mm -hmm. I don't know what I'm going to say I bought some action figures for him to sign and I think I'm just going to give them to him and be like hi and then leave because I don't think I can cope with saying actual
2: words (laughs)
1: it's tr- it's tricky it's tricky and you you um when you were doing the when you had them you had a couple of them on this didn't you
0: yeah and so you, Rob's you... done the podcast and I've met Townsend Coleman who was Mikey in person before at another oh, right. convention okay. but again it was long enough ago that he won't remember me I don't yeah. think at all especially because I've gained about two stacy since then oh. uh, <laughs> so he, he probably would not recognize me even if it was like a year ago but yeah i don't know man they're just uh I, i'm trying to push myself out of my comfort zone because it's something i genuinely like really care about the, yeah. like the turtles but i think they're the only people i would probably do this for at this stage of my mental health
1: <laughs> yeah i get it it's it's tricky thought bubble was a stretch for me and if i hadn't needed the break from southampton so much i kind of i kind of resolved that if I didn't do any comic stuff, if I literally just went
2: to
0: hang out,
1: <laughs> just, yeah, if I just went to another part of the country for a little while and I hadn't spent any money on anything like that in a while. So I treated it like a little breakaway. Mm. And, um, and in the end, it was, you know, it was really nice. It was really good. And the, the party bit was much more like old Bristol Comic Cons or early Thought Bubbles than than the the ones where you went to a really massive venue separately from it. It was in a hotel and there were lots of different bits to it. So you could it you know, it it was it that was my comfort that was kind of my comfort zone. But yeah, it's not we're not as young as we used to be. (laughs)
0: Um, I'm nowhere. I'm not. I'm not cool either, which doesn't help. I'd love to be the kind of person who can just, const, like, you know, just confidently stroll up to somebody famous and be like, "Hello, you. Let's have a conversation." <laughs> I'm confident in the in the fact that I can entertain you for a few minutes, uh. whereas I'm much more like, I don't want them to look directly at me. Help. <laughs> the one, the one
1: good, the one good thing about everyone. I don't know if it's lockdown or if it's that a few of us were. And I think you and I were probably a little bit ahead of the ahead of the game on this, but a few of us were like more vocal about our mental health and stuff like that and neurodiversity and stuff like that. And so now I'm much more aware that everyone has that a lot of like if someone seems like they're being a little bit obnoxious or something like that, in a lot of cases they might just be nervous. I've realized actually Mm -hmm. that a lot of the people I always used to think were quite arrogant were really struggling themselves, right? And so that's yeah. that's not too bad. But, of course, my high point of conventions was a long time ago. And the last time I'd been to a convention uh, to Thought Bubble before this one, uh, you know, and I, I, I'd, I'd got to the point where I quite liked Thought Bubble and I felt quite confident I could go around and talk to people. But the last time I went to it, I was violently ill outside the party.
2: Yes, I remember that.
1: <laughs> so, <laughs> so, like... I was very deliberately not drinking this time because I had a flare up of gout, of all things. So what? I was like, I was trying to, um, I dread that like alcohol makes it worse and stuff like that. So I was doing everything I could to keep it down. And yeah, I, I was preoccupied with the fact that last time I went, I'd been so ill. It's the only time paramedics have had to help me.
0: I will say, if you wanted a silver lining to the fact that you had to have par- paramedics help you outside of a convention, people were chanting my name as I was running up the stairs to come and get you. And that was nice. I've never <laughs> had people chant at me before. <laughs> That's lovely. So, so I was like, yeah, <laughs> I don't know what's happening outside. but
1: cool. <laughs> I'm glad I could be part of that moment. And I think Anthony Johnston, who I actually know, was the DJ. And so he didn't yep. know I told him afterwards. That it was me. Um, and he hadn't he hadn't realized he, so that was that was quite weird. So yeah. <laughs> comic comic creator and uh, and writer but shout it like said your name over the DJ thing. Don't know, it's amazing that I could remember your name or anything while I was out there. I was just so sad.
0: I was I just lying down so, so sad. Genuinely impressive because when I, I've only ever been like that level of drunk a couple of times. And um, the one time I don't think I could even remember my name if you ask me. Yeah. It was for my twenty four first birthday i think and a friend's boyfriend handed me a mystery beverage and went drink this mm. and i was like what is it that i was shouting because we we're on a dance floor what yeah. is it he says uh he says just drink it it'd be fine so i had a little sip and i thought oh this is a, this is fucking terrible so i downed the whole lot yeah and it turns out on a, a top shelf which is just like a shot of everything off the top shelf and so it was just Within, I mean, it hit me like a ton of bricks within about three minutes, and I sat down, cross-legged, in the middle of the dance floor. Like, I can't. Mm. I've got. I've got to. Go, what is? Where am I? What's going?
2: Oh no, god!
0: Like, I've never felt so bad in my entire life. Uh, I felt like I got home and had a cry. <laughs> this is now. I wanted to celebrate my twenty-first. No. Um, nobody needs to hear about me being a disaster in my twenties. I'm still but, a disaster now in my thirty. <laughs>
1: Luckily, kids today, they like in the current economy, there's no way anyone's doing top shelf <laughs> things, right? Yeah, maybe, maybe best of three. Like, maybe they'll pick three things that's the most anyone's affording, even if even if they're flush. So, oh, it's <laughs> oh, payday, I'll have a pint. <laughs> um,
0: it costs you a tenner. Um, I have some notes about some things that I was I wanted to talk about. We haven't, we've We've barely talked about pop culture at all. And I, at some point, we'll get back to the things that you wanted to talk about as well. That's um, fine. But I, I really wanted to – I went to see Renfield the other day. It's the first time I've been to the cinema for, like, about a year, oh. I think. I think the last time I went to the cinema might have been when I went to see Sonic 2. Ooh, that, like, that, that, that can't, was good that can't, can't be right What <clears throat> we bookended Our um our, like COVID cinema trips Were really great Because we the last film we saw at the cinema Before everything went into lockdown Was Sonic mm-hmm. on Valentine's Day <laughs> And then the first film we saw back in the cinema Was uh, Spider-Man No Way Home So I was right. like that's a pretty mm. good way to bookend <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, But we went to see Renfield the other day I don't, Have you got any interest in this at all?
1: <laughs> I do No I really want to see it It looks good
0: Okay, I, w- I won't like drop any spoilers then because I'm not an actual asshole. I so we went to, see, I sort of bullied my husband to go and see it because um, he didn't really give a shit either way. And he doesn't like Nicholas Holt like at all, mm-hmm. thinks he's awful. And in fact, there was um what was that movie that Rich really loved? Oh, The Favourite. I don't know if you've seen that. I
1: haven't seen it.
0: It's the one about, oh, I want to say Queen Victoria, but it could be a different queen. And Rachel Vice is in it. As a sort of sexy lesbian. Anyway, um, cool. <laughs> I mean she's always sexy, but that's not the point.
1: Richard, um, always sexy lesbian. I'll look up. I like
0: that. Write that down. <laughs> but he's in that film, and Richard's was like, if if anyone else had been cast, this movie would be fucking perfect. But so that's that's the level of like hate that he has for. He just doesn't think he's any good at all. So I sort of bullied him into seeing it because I was like, Nick Cage is Dracula. Like, what? How can you not want to see that? And he's like, all right, yeah, you've got me there, because he's a huge Nick Cage fan. Mm. Like. Last year, we actually took a day off work so that we could go and see the unbearable weight of massive talent at the Electric Cinema in Birmingham, right. which was actually genuinely a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so we went to see Renfield and we came out of it and I was hopping around like a little excited twat bag. And I was like, that's so good. Uh, and which went, that was shit, wasn't it? And I, oh, my little heart oh, broke.
1: didn't like it.
2: <laughs>
0: no, so he the the for those that haven't seen the trailer the film is about dracula's assistant renfield um but it's sort of the conceit of it is that that renfield is realizing that he's sort of in a toxic relationship Mm. with dracula and needs to not anymore and uh like nick cage's dracula for a start is exactly what you would expect nick cage's dracula to be and it's absolutely wonderful (laughs) um uh, to be honest if anything the movie could have used a little bit more of nick cage as dracula because yeah yeah yeah, he is every scene that he's in you can tell he's having an absolute whale of a (laughs) whale of a time he's just chewing up all of the scenery with his fangs absolutely loving life the movie is genuinely ridiculous but ridiculous in that way where it's very aware it's ridiculous and it's just like look just shut up and go with it yeah yeah (laughs) And I think that was the thing that I enjoyed the most about it, because there have been like a lot of films that I've seen lately that have been quite heavy. Like I saw Women Talking, and I was like, why did I watch this? Ah. Or that they've been just like unnecessarily long. Maybe mm. this movie is like 90 minutes. It's absolute fucking batshit. It knows what it wants to do, and it does it. And of course, Ben Schwartz is in it, which helps. <laughs> it's got, still got still harboring a minor crush for Mr. Schwartz there. You're pulling a face.
1: <laughs> no, I'm trying I'm trying to remember. He was in something that I saw recently. After party. Did you yes! watch After Party?
0: I did watch After Party. I good. liked it a lot. I love Sam Richardson though as well, who was in that. The um he she, played I can't remember his character name.
1: See the main guy? and like, schwartz's best friend yeah yeah, yeah I can't remember really, really his I can't remember I'm terrible I mean I'm terrible at, at, with that yeah no he's good but I was just thinking what was the last thing I saw him in cuz I've seen him in he he does I like him but he he's a bit like oh god J- uh, Jason Manzukas in that he turns up in at so much stuff like so much <laughs> stuff that you almost um because the, the, he's sonic isn't he yeah and um it's weird like when you mentioned sonic earlier on i was thinking because oh, i'm not a huge i'm not that interested in sonic the hedgehog anyway even having played it like love loved the game when it first came out but early word on that film was not it didn't look like it was going to be good i remember mm. and it's so good <laughs> like, it was it's so perfect. good and um and Cyclops guy, it turns out, no, if you give him comedy, he's really good. He's, he's ever really so good. charming. Yeah. So
0: charming and relatable and lovely.
1: Yeah. Oh, he's, yeah. In, he's in – He's in. I watched Enchanted and Disenchanted with my sons a few yeah. months ago. And, and yeah, he's just and, – and it was weird because I didn't think I'd see I thought he just disappeared after the X-Men movies. Mm. And I thought his whole thing was he was a bit boring. But no, i no forgotten
0: so good. he was
1: in it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Whoops. He, was, he was one of the main characters.
0: <laughs> um, Oops. Yeah. No, I love both of the Sonic mm, movies. Like when mm. the, uh, when we had the second one was coming out, I was like, well, we have to, I mean, we have to see that at the cinema. And then as soon as they were like, Idris Elba's knuckles, I was like, well, of course, yeah. I have to see this at the cinema. Oh, it's so brilliant.
1: The only the only thing about the second film, and I enjoy, again, when I'm, if my sons are enjoying a film, I'll just love it so um the only thing i thought was they let jim carrey be a bit too jim carrey in the second one there was a lot more of him it felt like and it was yeah it was like the old days of jim carrey
2: mm.
1: which that yeah. wasn't what was therefore
2: <laughs> we
0: well, yeah, i don't i don't necessarily think that like i mean and you you would be better at knowing this than me because I don't have children but I feel like that's probably not necessarily what the kids wanted from that movie either is more Jim Carrey like I imagine you'd probably want more Sonic and Tails and yeah. Knuckles
1: but yeah, he's, he's Connor love really... Tails yeah <laughs> Tails and Knuckles Knuckles was hilarious oh but no we were talking about you were talking about Renfield,
0: talking about Renfield. How did, oh
1: because Ben Schwartz that's it it's,
0: yeah Ben Schwartz's character really made me laugh because again you can tell he's having so much fun mm. like the whole time but I was just entirely put off the whole time because he plays like a bad guy and he's like covered in tattoos which is like weird he never normally has tattoos which is very weird but he also he, he has his hair like really slicked back and I right. couldn't stop thinking of the I think you should leave sketch about being a piece of shit with slicked back hair and oh, yeah. sloppy, state.
2: sloppy and so like
0: sloppy <laughs> and so like the whole way through like every time he was on screen I was like god what a piece of shit <laughs> I, just, I couldn't like I was laughing at the film when there weren't even jokes yeah um, <laughs> which is uh, kind of sad actually but um <laughs> yeah i had so much fun with it but i think you have to very much be aware that it's not first of all it's nothing like dracula like it's not the story of dracula even close because i i read dracula for the first time sort of tail end of last year start of this year and i found it wildly underwhelming <laughs>
1: yeah i never finished um, it
0: I, I like i tried so hard. it was the die the diary style just didn't work for me
2: mm-hmm.
0: partly because you end up with like three or four different retellings of the same relatively unimportant scene from different people's diaries or notes or whatever. And also because, and this is going to sound ridiculous, given the fact that I just said I liked Renfield, which is a film in which somebody rips someone's arms off and uses them as nunchucks on someone else. But I couldn't suspend my disbelief enough in the book to believe that people could remember conversations so clearly that they could fully quote them in a document. Like, I will forget what we have just said in this conversation almost immediately as I close this day. Like, I sometimes listen back to episodes of The Parlour because I've forgotten what I've said. And it's like listening to a fresh new podcast for me. (laughs) So, like, the idea that you would remember so clearly exactly what people had said two or three days after the event to put it in a dot. I'm just like, absolutely not. So I I couldn't. And then the fact that like, I mean, this is massive spoilers, but the book is like a billion years old. So, you know, but like the fact that they build all this stuff up to like Dracula being the absolute fucking worst. And then they kill him in like a, like a paragraph and a half. And I was like, did I read, did I spend fucking three months reading this for that? Fucking anti climactic! Oh, I was so mad. I was so mad, and I can't even get rid of the book because it's one of the fancy Clothbane classics. It right. looks really nice on my shelf, but I'm annoyed that I have it because I'm never going to read it again.
1: <laughs> the um, just, yeah. when I was at university, it was around when Bram Stoker's Dracula and and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein the two movies came out, and yeah. because I was on a media course, uh, one of I read Frankenstein for one of my modules, and I tried to read Dracula at the same time. And Frankenstein is so much better. It's like about a third of the size. Um, <laughs> yes. It, it's still, you know, it's. It, I still sometimes find it hard to read old classics because of mm-hmm. the language in the like the way they're written. But so, and it's still got that. It's still very melodramatic and stuff like that. But it's just, I didn't. I I got about a third of the way through Dracula and I just put it down. I'm like, no, I get it. It's <laughs> it's fine. I don't,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know. Yeah i mean maybe if they'd uh, maybe if he'd uh, he'd been a better writer it, it could have that you know that book could have been famous
0: <laughs> I, um, I did put in my letterbox review for renfield that i don't know what it says about me that i found dracula like just wildly uninteresting but i had a while of a time with this film
2: because
0: yeah. <laughs> the film is stupid like i'm not going to pretend it's like some sort of classic yeah you know it but if you want ninety minutes where you can just have a really good fun time, then yeah, it's well, it's well
1: worth. Yeah, it looks really watch. interesting. It, I it really does.
0: enjoyed it. Rich hated it. Rich, Rich gave it one star, I think, on Letterbox, and he was like, "That that whole star is just for any time Nick Cage is on screen."
1: <laughs> <laughs> does um does Letterbox? I was thinking about this earlier on. Does Letterbox have TV stuff on it as well?
0: It, some stuff it does, not some stuff it doesn't. So like, it it's got like comedy specials. And some I don't understand how it how it works with TV stuff, because, like, for example, beef is on there, which is very definitely a sort of episodic Netflix yeah. show. But thing and things like um, but Paper Girls wasn't on there, which that's weird. You know, I, don't, I don't quite understand how it works on that front.
1: It's um, probably it might it might be that the companies themselves have to put the stuff on there and Netflix yeah, are better at putting it on because I, I realized when it came to when um, it came to working out what to talk about on here that I've been watching loads of TV, hardly any films. So what I've realised is my film-watching behaviour has come down to um, I'll go into Netflix or Amazon or whichever, or Disney or whatever, I'll try and decide on a film to watch, and what I'll end up doing is just adding another 10 films to my watch list and not actually watching anything and then just watching an episode of um, 20 minute TV or something instead. So I've hardly watched any films and it made me realize and I've been watching so much TV and I couldn't remember which things I'd liked. And I know I've liked loads of them. And so I tried to watch a film before we uh, before we started recording because I got it in my head that it might be – because I knew at some point I'd be talking about The Mandalorian. Yeah. And so I thought what I'd do is I'd seen a trailer for something on Amazon called – I'm not going to talk about this loads because the most <laughs> noteworthy thing about it is I fell asleep watching it. <laughs> but, like, um, uh, there was a film. It's like a science fiction film called Prospect, I think. And um, it's got Pedro Pascal and Sophie Thatcher, who I know from Yellow Jackets and from Boba Fett. Yeah. She's in both of those. She's really good. And from the trailer, I could tell it was another another thing where Pedro Pascal um, is a slightly edgy character who grudgingly ends up in a partnership with a kid. Right. right. And I thought <laughs> I thought oh, I I'll, I'll, I'll like the trailer. I'll watch that. Before we, and then I can talk about it on the, on the, so I'll have a film to talk about because I can't, I, the last film I watched is Matilda and it was really good, but it was ages ago. And, um, and I fell asleep while I was watching it because I'm, I'm quite tired, I think. So that, that mm. was like, I was watching it at <laughs> half past five and I just fell asleep <laughs> and I woke up and thought, shit, I'm supposed to be recording <laughs> and And it was, it was only half six, so it was okay. But, so I mean, I think it might be all right, but mm-hmm. Pedro, Pedro Pascal does rather seem to be. Good. I, I was going to say typecast, but all three of those characters that he's played are very different, but they all end up grudgingly looking after a kid.
0: Everybody wants Pedro Pascal to be their daddy, is what yeah. I'm learning. Yeah. yeah. Um, although, going back to Nick Cage, he's in The Unbearable Weight of Massive Talent, and he's very funny in that. Yeah. Um, I
1: get. I mean, did you see the SNL sketch? A friend of mine showed me all of the SNL sketches.
0: Only the Mario ad... Uh, like the Mario ah, trailer really one
1: that's very funny yeah no he's he's very good at the comedy stuff throughout that whole episode he's ever so good the Mario I like him a lot. is awesome he, no he I just see- seems lovely right yeah.
0: yeah yeah he just but i'm i'm reticent to say things like that because uh, i've said this on many an episode of the parlor nearly every time i go oh that such and such seems like a lovely lad like a, a month or two later it's like this guy's a sex pest or some thing along those lines I- so i'm just I'm yeah, to just like, share my love for
1: like any men <laughs> at the end of the first at the end of the first season of Loki my interest in the MCU universe was renewed by mm. Jonathan Majors being cast because I love because yeah. I loved him like I love it like I I th- he was brilliant in Lovecraft country he's yes, been he good was, in it. he's yeah. been good in everything I've seen him in. so yeah yeah there's a bit of yeah I that.
0: still haven't seen I still haven't seen Quantumania and now I'm like
1: oh. no I mean <laughs>
0: I'm sort of at that point though and maybe this is just me trying to justify just not really caring where I should but part of me is like I feel like if I stopped watching or listening to or uh, playing everything that was relating to you know somebody who has turned out to not be an Mm. altogether nice person I probably wouldn't be able to engage with any (laughs) media
1: yeah really (laughs) It's it's tricky. It's such a it's such a wavy line like the MCU is such a there's hundreds of actors involved in it. Right.
0: Yeah. And like, like squillions of, of ca- like crew. And yeah. And it, it just it. And it again, this feels like I'm trying to like justify like, mm. no, I can, I can watch it. But it is the kind of thing as well, the MCU where you you can't really miss yeah.
1: Yeah, he's a he's a big part of he's a big part of their ongoing thing, but he's not like a major part of the whole franchise because no one person is, right? Chris Evans Chris Evans can go and it's still good, right? Yeah. So yeah, so it's tricky. I the, there was a whole wave on Twitch and I've I've got I've got friends who were a bit surprising on this of um of people justifying the fact that they wanted to play Hogwarts Legacy or whatever it's called, and it's like, yeah, but that is a tainted. You can't. <laughs>
2: Yeah, i
1: like, sort of... There's money going directly to someone awful there. We know that. I was going to
0: say, I think, like, because me and Rich had this conversation the other day because he came home from work and I was uh, dancing around the kitchen doing some housework, and I was listening to my liked playlist on uh, Spotify, and a, and a Michael Jackson song came on, and mm. he was like, how can you still listen to Michael Jackson? And I was like, aha, because he's dead, so he ain't getting yeah. any of my money. Yeah. Whereas, like, things like R. Kelly, no longer on my playlist because... Yeah he will potentially get dosh from me not a lot because it's spotify but still yeah i don't want to be lining those pockets do you know what i mean but yeah, it, it, i think it gets more difficult with like films and stuff because like you say there are a lot more people involved and also especially with like the mcu yeah i feel like if i don't watch quantumania i won't understand what's even happening <laughs> for mm-hmm. the rest of the <laughs> the universe but I probably will watch it at some point, just because I like to look at Paul
1: Rudd. We're, all, we're already supporting Disney, right? Well, like, yeah, I mean, there's, yeah, there's, there's, all, there's all sorts of stuff going on. That, there's, <laughs> there's a whole thing about whether it's possible to be an ethical consumer. On the subject of Marvel, because I really wanted to talk to you about this, and I haven't even put it in my notes. I can't remember if we've talked about it online or not, but... And it's another thing that Disney have failed to promote at all. But the Moon Girl cartoon, have you watched
2: any of it?
0: Oh, no, I haven't. I didn't realise it was out until I saw a tweet literally while I was on the toilet before starting Mm. this podcast where someone was like, oh, it's really good. And I was like, it's out.
2: Yeah,
1: it was it was on my um, it went across the banner at the top of my Disney Plus specifically, I think, in the Marvel thing on one of my son's profiles, which is like geared towards kids. But they haven't really promoted it very well at all. It's ever so good. It's, it's so good. It's not, as far as I can tell, they're not making effort, any effort to make it an MCU type thing. It's very much its own thing and it is very silly. But it's it's really good. I love. I love like it.
0: silly sometimes though, especially at the moment. Like it's nice sometimes to just
1: yeah.
0: I th- again. I think that's why I enjoyed Renfield, because it was like have a laugh, why don't you? I was like, all right, I will.
1: <laughs> yeah. I I was um. Max isn't bothered by it, but Noah was really into Moon Girl the the thing, and he's been reading. He's read some of the comics as well. So we're watching it in like the third, the one, the second or third episode there's a whole there's loads of music in it and there's um i can't remember which song it is but there's a childish gambino needle drop it's a
2: oh nice
1: and there's um and there's like a, a a dance floor a roller rink needle drop of um i don't give a fuck about my family name whichever song that is there's a they 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 don't bleep it out they there's a lot of if you know the song there's lots of bits where you're like well they handled that that Way of getting rid of that sweat, really well. Or a bit of misogyny, or whatever. Is that,
0: um, is that
1: sweatpants? It's sweatpants, yeah. I love that yeah. song. Yeah, that's really, on the yeah.
0: like playlist.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I mean, he's I I I like I I don't <laughs> think what I'm saying is litigious. I have my suspicions that Donald Glover might be. A little bit of an edgy boy, and right. as, as such, might be a bit of an arsehole, but it's like, um,
2: I do like that, stuff,
0: yeah. So. I think there's no problem with being an arsehole as long as what you're doing isn't, you know, uh, illegal or fully gross, yeah.
2: Because,
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, there are, I think there's probably a lot of famous people who, if I were to meet them in real life, I'd be like, oh, you're a prick, <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> but but you know, that's just, you know, you can't like everybody, can you, when you no. meet people. I, <laughs> so I people certainly like, don't
1: like me. <laughs> I hardly like anybody, <laughs> as far as that goes. Um, small, small
0: handful of people.
1: There's quite a nice seg- There's quite a nice segue here into you mentioned. You mentioned beef.
0: I did mention beef.
1: And yeah. Um, and beef was one of the things I've written down, and I me loved too. that show.
0: Me too. Uh,
1: apparently, one of the guys in, in that it, is an absolute scumbag. But um,
0: oh, I
2: don't want to. <laughs> but not one of he, he's
1: he's the he's the he's kind of the bad guy in it so like um the asshole friend from prison
2: okay
1: um his is a fairly awful it looks like is a fairly awful person but like i mean um but it's just that show oh it's so
0: good though
1: i thought it'd be fun mm-hmm. and a bit and funny which it is and maybe a bit brutal and i was like it didn't get tears out of me and I've and I'm on a hair trigger a lot of the time at the moment for feeling very verklempt after certain things Mm -hmm. especially if there's like mental health stuff or divorce stuff or any of that stuff going on I've got a few triggers now and I admit that the second from last and the final episode of that show I was like on the edge of having a breakdown of some kind a nice breakdown though I was feeling a lot of things right
0: yeah yeah I Um, I've because I didn't know anything about it before it it popped up on Netflix, and which was like, oh, shall we watch this? He'd heard about it, and I was like, yeah, sure. I quite, I quite like going into things when I don't know yeah. anything about them. And uh, for anybody who doesn't know, this is a show uh, where two people get into a bit of a road rage incident, and an escalating beef between them yeah. ensues. And so I was expecting, especially given the fact that, like, you know, Ali Wong is a comedian. So I was expecting it to be really funny. And Stephen Young's quite quite funny as well, like yeah. um himself. So I thought, oh, like this is gonna be like a comedy. And it and it is, but it's also like a sort of dark I, I mean, I, don't, it's like I don't a drama, know how, isn't it? Yeah, you know, like by the end of it, because I was anticipating it just being escalating on a sort of silly scale, which it sort of does, but it also escalates on an actual serious level and sort of deals with like you know sort of deep sadness within
2: people yeah. <laughs> and
0: by the end of it
1: get into that sort of thing right yeah
0: that's... by the end of it i was sort of like i wasn't expecting to have to deal with these emotions
2: yeah <laughs> it's
0: like i was expecting to have a laugh at some daft people like almost pranking one another yeah. but that's not categorically no so i was yeah i was d- very pleasantly surprised but sort of uh yeah, it sort of it, it punched me real hard cuz yeah. I wasn't expecting
1: that one. I think the 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 nearest thing I could compare it to is the first season of Russian Russian Doll oh, which well, was yeah,
0: brilliant. Which
1: was similar in that it, it takes you on a high concept. It's like quite a high concept, quite wittily done and then and then you realize it's about like as her reality starts to break down in one of the And in fact I, I did break during Beef. There's a particular scene, not to spoil it, but there's a scene where a character is, is sitting in a church for cynical reasons, uh, and that and it completely pulled a rug out, rug out from under me. And it was just like face acting. It was all just face acting mm-hmm. on the part of the one person. It was amazing. Stephen Yearn is brilliant.
0: He really is, yeah. And he's
1: had a bit of trouble finding, like he's been working since Walking Dead, but I don't think he's been in the middle of something as, as good as this He's invincible, isn't he? He's the. Vo- I think he's the voice of I don't, Invincible. I don't
0: know. I've not. Um. I've not watched any of that. I never really got into the comics, so I didn't really bother. Yeah.
1: I didn't read the, the comics, it. but it's. It's good. I think it's quite good. It is. Yeah. Vi- it's very violent, but I kind of like that.
0: Yeah. See, with me, violence is a, is a weird one because sometimes I can fully accept it and and completely like it doesn't bother me. Like Renfield, for example, because I knew it was ridiculous. Like mm. I was fully understanding it was going to be insane gore for no real mm. reason. But things like. As an example, the James Gunn Suicide Squad, I found that unnecessarily gory in places. It's like I thought, oh, you're, just, you're, you're just you're just doing that because you're like, oh, rating baby, <clears throat> Ugh, blood. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I don't. Makes me feel weird, <laughs> but I'm a I'm, I'm a fickle mistress, is what I am when it comes to
1: pop culture. It's it's tricky, isn't it? We've all got our own sort of. I I really liked I really liked that film for a lot of the performances in it. And mm. I thought Margot Robbie as Harley Quinn is just joyful to always so good. good to watch.
0: Cannot but, wait for Bobby.
1: <laughs> no, that's I think that's going to be really good. But yeah, it is a little bit like, especially if you've seen violent fit. Like, but I'm a grown-up. I can watch violent action movies all I want. It doesn't like just putting. I found that with Deadpool though. I think we've talked about Deadpool before. That like mm. it isn't that bit having it's violent, but it's superheroes doesn't yeah. it doesn't move me that much really um having said that I did love Logan you know I think Logan's the best oh, so' Logan's brilliant
2: um
1: and that's just violent and swearing there's a moment <laughs> of jo- like a minute of joy of hearing professor X swear yeah
2: um,
1: <laughs> yeah but no beef was just um I, I was I was surprised by how and I just binged it all. mind you that's how you watched
2: stuff <laughs>
0: I think we watched it in about three days, I think, because it's one of those shows where, and I had the same with The Last of Us, where I was like, I want to watch more of it, but I don't think I can mm-hmm. because it, it is too emotional in places. Like, I mean, but some episodes of The Last of Us, like, I cried, like, fully actually cried at some of those. And I thought, like, I'm so glad that was a show that came out weekly because if it came out all at once, and the, because in- you know, the internet's going to want to spoil everything for you the instant something comes out, I would then have felt like I needed to binge it before. Somebody could potentially ruin it for me, but I think I would have had a natural meltdown if I'd have watched that whole series in like a weekend or something because whew, it gets rough.
1: It's, it's, there's a lot, and, <laughs> and like you feel, you feel like even I can't remember what the name of the actor who plays Ellie is. Neither can I. Even though they're quite good, even though, even though you know they're quite good from other things, you feel like Pedro Pascal is going to be the the emotional. The emotionally resonant one because he's got mm. such a mournful, sad face. But then by the end of the by the end of the season, the, the Ellie episodes are just yeah. heart, heartbreaking. I did find out because I I think maybe I didn't know, maybe I never knew this, or maybe I'd just forgotten. But they were the voice of Hilda as well in the Hilda cartoon. Oh, okay. And Daisy Haggard, who I love, who was in Back to Life, was the mum in Hilda as well. And. Ah. And that's just the voice acting in that show is just lovely. I don't know if you've seen it, you really should. No, ever uh, so good.
0: And I, it's, it's on the, uh, the ever growing list of things list of that I haven't got around to. Yeah, like it's. Just, <laughs> I mean, I had this conversation yesterday. I was recording an episode of Never Seen with Jenny and Lee, and mm. I was talking about how sometimes, like, there's so much to watch that i'll get so struck with indecision that i'll end up watching like a 80s beam horror movie Something you'd never that happens to be on prime yeah. yeah because i've just seen it there and i'm like oh that'll do uh, and i've just panicked and put it on and yeah. then watched a film where like a bodybuilder becomes a, a, a you know blob monster or something and i'm like why am i doing this why am i doing this to myself there's so much i want to watch I haven't yeah. even finished watching legion which i genuinely enjoyed haven't finished that uh, haven't finished Jessica Jones. Like, like
1: oh, so I never saw the second series of that. But yeah, yeah, there's like so much to watch. If it's something I really like, and I know there's not much of it left or something, I will freak out and not. And I didn't used to be like that, but especially now that I'm on my own, I'll like eke things out a little bit. I haven't yeah. watched the last two. I've I've backed myself into a corner with The Mandalorian. Yeah, because a few weeks back I decided. Um, the new season had come out. It's when the new season had come out. And I thought, well, I only stopped watching The Mandalorian because I only didn't watch the second season because people were people were being boring. The people who liked it were, like, talking about all of the m- mythos stuff. And that didn't interest me. I was just interested yeah. in the cowboy, like, going yeah. from town to town stuff. And I stopped in the middle of Boba Fett. Um, I quite enjoyed Boba Fett, but I stopped in the middle of it because I just I started watching something else. So I caught up on all of it. But then midway through the more recent series of Mandalorian, my sons were acting up at bedtime and they've never shown any interest in stuff. Whenever I've tried to get them into Star Wars, they've not really been interested at all. Um, Noah did try and watch the first movie with me. And when Greedo passes, when Greedo gets shot, that was like a friend of his had fainted in front of him at school not long before. And he just burst into tears. When Greedo died, because they don't watch that people don't die in the things they watch now. And that's not necessarily a bad thing. Right. And so they were acting up at bedtime. And normally what happens is if I if I just switch off what they were watching and put a grown up show on, they'll go, oh, okay, we'll go brush your teeth because this is boring (laughs) or whatever. So I put the Mandalorian on because that's what I was watching and neither of them had shown any interest. And I started the music up and they were just watching and saying, what's this? And like it was 10 minutes, 10 minutes later, I realized we were still watching it. Mm -hmm. So so now they've so over the last few weeks, we've been watching loads of Star Wars. This is actually these are actually movies I've, I've watched. They've watched all of the first series of Mandalorian, all of the second series. We're most of the way through Boba Fett. And we watched the The first trilogy and max wasn't that bothered noah loved it mm-hmm. and i was like oh i like these movies again because i was watching <laughs> it with them i was like oh no these are good i and we've watched the first two prequels and the funny thing is all of the stuff that people talk about being annoying in those films
2: mm-hmm.
1: i'm enjoying them now and they love them like they love the uh, the younger anakin they love the pod race pod race was kind of cool they love jar jar binks and he's not that bad Right, he's quite. Especially now that we know how the actor got treated and stuff. Like, there's no way anyone deserved abuse yeah. for that character. But what what my boys really struggled with, and why it's a little bit harder to get them to watch Revenge of the Sith, is there's so much politics in, like, no, no, and like there's,
0: no, that is there's why I so know. much of it. Yeah, when I because when I watched, so I didn't I didn't really get into Star Wars until I met. Rich There was a lot of Like I was saying before Because if my grandad Didn't want to watch it We didn't mm-hmm. watch it So like It was all Arnie Stallone
2: Yeah
0: It's <laughs> Jean-Claude Van Damme Like right. that's what it, We managed to sneak Willow in there And that was like yeah. The cusp of uh, it's a bit bit girly fantasy In it yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, there wasn't a lot of like sci fi or anything.
2: Whimsy, oh,
0: yeah, Yeah, so like, yeah, the first time I saw Star Wars, I was probably about 21, 22 ish. And I loved the original trilogy. And then Rich was and I'd already heard like a lot of people say, oh, well, you know, the prequels aren't very good, blah, blah, blah. Mm but I'm one of those contrarians who was like, I'm going to, I'm going to like this on purpose. Mm-hmm. I'm going to, I'm going to like it better than the originals to piss Rich off. Like I was just yeah. a bit of an arsehole about it, but then I watched it and I was like, I can't, I'm so bored. I, d- if I go to one more Senate, I, ca- mm. I cannot watch another meeting of people. Yeah. Like that's, if this feels like work, I feel like I'm at work. <laughs> like I, c- I just, I couldn't. And like, I enjoy, I, I feel like maybe I've, Got the mind of a child because I really enjoyed like the pod race and the exciting yeah. fights, but everything else in between, I was like, I, I don't care. That's why I struggled with Boba Fett because I found that to be a lot of people it's talking in groups. Like yeah,
1: it, with Boba Fett, it helps that I really like I really like the actor who plays him, and I really like Ming Na Wen. Yeah, and Noah, Noah's paying attention to Boba Fett. Max, Max is only really interested. we just got to the episodes. We're on the. We watched the Panem episode. The last three episodes are all Mandalorian episodes.
0: Oh yeah, it's Mandalorian. So um, <laughs> follow,
1: <isn't> <laughs> Ma- Max is really into Grogu. So cool. Um, but what what that means is uh, we've got to a point where we've watched so much of it that I've got the last two episodes of the third season waiting. I was watching them as they were coming on disney plus i've got the last two episodes and i kind of they're so close the boys are so close that i kind of don't really want to watch them until i can watch them with them which is stuff's going to get spoiled for me definitely right but like um it's good though because the people who don't like things on the internet actually seem to have quite liked those last two episodes so you know it's (laughs) probably going to be quite good
0: i won't spoil them but i enjoyed them Mm. because i was a bit sort of middling on this on the third season because it 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 sort of felt to me like we'd gone back to the start of season one like as much as i because i absolutely adore grogu Mm -hmm. i could watch grogu just potter around yeah all day every day just popping out of vases tearing down on macaroons (laughs) like i'll just i just it's so cute uh, terrorizing frogs absolutely just what yeah give me a season of that but like I, I at the end of season two i thought oh that's that makes sense as the end of that as a storyline, yeah. and then we're gonna have something else for Mando to do. Except it isn't he's just back to <laughs> back to babysitting.
1: <laughs> it doesn't even happen in Mandalorian though. That's no. the thing. It all happens in Boba Fett, which kinda makes sense. It kinda makes sense because they obviously wanted him there for the those episodes of Boba Fett, but like it's so weird. Yeah. And what's what's really weird is we've just had the second episode of Young Luke, and there's such an improvement in the special in the cg on in the boba fett episodes i because he looked good at the end of the mandalorian this is a bit of a spoiler for anyone who hasn't watched it but he looked good at the he looked good at the end of the mandalorian but he had dead eyes yeah, yeah. <laughs> really dead eyes yeah. it was very weird very
2: disconcerting um,
1: but yeah so i mean okay i have been watching i have been watching the Star Warses. Again, and enjoy- I haven't been back to watch the first, the original trilogy since Special Editions. I hated a new, like, I am one of those Greedo shot first bores. I am, I am. I, he didn't. Han Han Solo became very boring for me after that point. <laughs> it was very weird as well, because Noah absolutely picked up on the fact that, like, uh, on the fact that Luke kissed his sister in Empire Strikes Back.
2: Yeah.
1: Very strange. Um, such
2: a yeah,
0: such a weird one. Don't know why you would put that in there. Oh <laughs> uh, I'd be interested to see how they uh how they take to the. I don't know how we refer to them, the sequels, the newer yeah,
2: the, the- trilogy.
0: Because that one, I mean, I, I talked about this a bit on the last episode of the parlour because um, my guest is somebody who has strong feelings about <laughs> about the sequels, mm-hmm. but I truly believe that it should have been given to sort of like one person to deal with Mm -hmm. because i don't there are things that happen in the Rise of skywalker that i think are total bullshit and don't make sense for any trilogy but it makes it worse that the middle one was taken off in a direction
1: Mm. i love completely different
0: yeah i love the last Jedi. i'm one of those people who loves the last jedi i would have loved to have seen where that story would have gone and so like if that hadn't been the middle part i might have liked rise of skywalker more i'd have still been very annoyed that palpatine got brought back in Fortnite because that's oh, not nice. that's
1: weird yeah
0: that's not how somehow he's back no that's yeah. not how you bring back a cat what are you doing
1: yeah
0: <sighs> anyway that's i've ranted the, about this so many
1: times <laughs> the, the the last one the the last one did feel like i think the thing that i liked um, there were two things i didn't enjoy it in the cinema normally if something's exciting or whatever there are there were some battles in it that i thought were really impressive but there were a lot of times when i just looked at my friend who was there we just exchanged looks like what is this? this is just doesn't like yeah this is just just lots of and and i don't think she even really loved the last jedi the way i did so it wasn't mm-hmm. like it was just a really weirdly made film <clears throat> but the fact that so much of it was in service of like trying to win back the absolute worst people who'd already decided they were they were going to hate it anyway. Right. Yeah. So like, um, the fact that Rose, Rose Tico completely sidelined in it. All there's all of that, all of that stuff. It was, it was a very strategic move that I thought was mm. gutless. I don't
2: yeah, like
1: it. So, um, yeah, it was it was very weird. Actually, that that does there was something I only really want to mention it very very briefly. But did you see Poker Face?
0: Yes, yes I did. Love
1: that show so,
0: so much. So good. Like I think I'm in love with Natasha Lyonne. Like
1: oh I am yeah I'm totally just, in love with Natasha. Like
0: just just absolutely be still my bi romantic heart. Good mm-hmm. lord. Uh, yeah. Like yeah, I I think I could just watch her parade around in a bin bag just. Smoking and talking nonsense, and I'd be like, "Yeah, fine, that'll
1: Some do episodes of Russian Doll are a bit like that.
2: So, um, <laughs> that is true, actually. Yeah.
1: Um, I just, she is just. It it was. It was a really good show. I like. It's basically. I think it's fairly clear at this point that there'd been a growing movement of people who thought, if they ever reboot Columbo. Give it to Natasha Leon just because she's a shambling, an intelligent but shambling wreck of a person, just like yeah. Peter Falk played it. And that seems to be what Poker Face is. It's even structured like Columbo episodes, right? Yeah. You know the crime before the epi- the episode plays out. So, yeah, just just. Great. I'm assuming somebody's talked to you about that already, though. No, actually,
0: we haven't. No, because nobody I know had seen it that really wanted to talk about. Well, obviously, Rich has seen it, but he's uh, he's gone on a I don't want a podcast ever again kind of kick at the moment. Not sure why. (laughs) I still bully him into doing the end of year review. uh, But but I can get away with that, I think, by being adorable. (laughs) Um, But um, Yeah no Poker face Is one of those ones Again that I I Wasn't sure I was Going to like Because I'm not Normally a sort of You know murder Mystery type person Mm. And I know like One of the problems That a lot of people Had online with it That I thought I was going to have Was this sort of Idea of like You know she doesn't Play like a Detective or Mm. A a sleuth or anything And yet somehow Everywhere she goes There's been a murder Yeah And it's, it's like well Whose life is it And I'm like Do you know what it's just telly. Don't worry about
1: it. Yeah. It's just telly. <laughs> the Hulkaway used to find. The Hulkaway used to find stuff. Highway to Heaven always managed to track down. That that was his name. The character in Highway to Heaven. His name was Highway to Heaven. He always he always used to manage to find yeah. something. It's just the norm. And the thing the thing for me about it is like the that bypasses that a little bit is we only see the towns where she's gone. I mean, that she encounters a lot of murder for, yeah. like, a year or whatever, or however long she's supposed to be doing it. But, like, we're not seeing all of the weeks where she's just driving through towns.
0: No, <laughs> like, just having a McDonald's just, and
1: chilling. <laughs> and no- nothing really happens. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it is. Uh, yeah, that's a weird thing. That's a weird thing to complain about when everyone's so nostalgic about the 80s which was all shit like that nearly every show was like that so um and i i was a little bit worried cuz i i enjoyed glass onion fine but it was a little bit it wasn't as good as knives out it wasn't no, it as wasn't. interesting right and i think i saw that just before poker face started so i was like oh oh did, it was was ree johnson what's his name ryan i'm
0: not
1: sure if it's Rian or ryan ryan it yeah. like was was he just a sort of a One, one or two trick pony and. But, I mean, but then it's Natasha Leon, Of course, of course, it was going to be good. Yeah.
0: I, uh, the thing the, the thing about Glass Onion for me was, and I, I understand that you're not supposed to like any of the characters in it, mm. but that makes it very difficult for me to care. Like, mm-hmm. I, there has to be somebody that I can... But, so in the in the first Knives Out, like, obviously, you're supposed to like Anna de Armas's character. Yeah. Like, she's the sympathetic one that you're supposed to glom onto, and you do, because she plays yeah. it very well. But in this, it's like everyone is just like a privileged rich hat. yeah <laughs> i just i just don't like if they all died it'd be great wouldn't it so yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like- but I still thought it was like a well structured film. Rich was really annoyed and I'm I'm about to drop a really big clanging spoiler for Glass Onion for anyone who hasn't seen it. Mm-hmm. So just like close your ears for a few seconds. But Rich was very annoyed that he had the fact that Janelle Monet plays twins in it spoiled for him before he saw it. He knew
1: it. that already because I didn't know that. I, no, I thought not, she was I'm, a high point in that film. Yeah,
0: yeah, I love her anyway. She's another one that's uh, on the list yeah stupidly attractive like just just, it's the talent how can you be so good at Mm. fucking everything just quit it that's rude
1: (laughs) yeah
0: um yeah like because i the thing about me with like murder mystery type stuff is that i will always i will either almost immediately figure it out yeah. And then just be like, right, how is this going to be presented to me? Or I will be baffled the whole way through mm-hmm. and be like, what by the end. So when it was revealed that she was a twin, mm-hmm. like it blew my tiny mind. Yeah. I was like, oh, I wasn't expecting what? this at all. I was so it so through me. And and Rich just didn't react. And I was like, what? And he was like, I knew I knew that was coming. And I was like, Oh no. <laughs> Cause like it didn't, you know, he still enjoyed the film, but, like, obviously he was sort of robbed of that initial
2: yeah,
0: what-the-fuck moment. But, yeah, I, did, I think if there was at least a couple more, you know, relatable-ish characters, maybe, mm-hmm. or, you know, Chris Evans in a nice cable-knit jumper. <laughs> that would that, do me, if I'm honest.
1: Just like looking at that. <laughs> I'm coming
0: across as a right perv in this episode. I don't know what's happening. Right.
1: That's all right. Um, I, think that it, I think it's fine. Um, it's quite a it's quite a baller move to have your mystery be like to to have have your your main conceit be oh no it's stupid the mystery in this film is stupid and have your detective even be annoyed about it that's yeah. quite like um, especially in an era when everyone's kind of trying to outsmart outsmart movies from the mm. very beginning right yeah it's
0: <laughs> yeah I think like so you mentioned after party earlier. So I'm assuming that you have seen the whole series. Yeah. yeah. The, the the thing that interested me about that was that I sort of, I had an idea of who it was for the most part. And then Mm. there was one particular episode that I was like, yeah, no, I think I know who it is. Mm. But I found out afterwards after doing a bit of reading that there's actually like genuine clues of like, of Morse code or like scriptures really? through it, yeah. So, I really want to watch it again, even though, like, because I, I enjoyed it, but sort of a sort of like you know, when you enjoy something but it hasn't blown your mind, so you're like, yeah. oh, that was good fun, like, you don't feel like you don't regret having watched it, you don't feel like you've wasted your time, but similarly, you're not going to go running around and telling everyone you've got yeah. to watch this thing. But I want to I want to go back and rewatch it now because I I want to see where all that because apparently there's like little clues all the way through for like who it's not or little clues about who it could be and I yeah I'm really I'm really intrigued by that. I, what I really liked about that show because I didn't talk about it much on on uh, on the parlor was. The way, because each episode is a different person's retelling, and everybody is an unreliable narrator,
2: yeah,
0: yeah. everything is like, even little things like in certain episodes, people's shoes are slightly different because people yeah. have misremembered, like I think little details like that I thought were really clever.
1: I do like that sort of yeah. show, that, 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 that sort of idea, the, the Rashomon thing. Where everyone's everyone's version of the story is slightly different it's very it is it's a really good it's a really good show I thought but then I wasn't trying to work like I don't approach it's not a, it's not a deliberate thing I do I was going to make it sound very farty if I'm if I'm thinking about what if I'm thinking about how things are going to turn out in a thing my brain will be working away at that and I'll come up with every different permutation anyway so I tried I try just to chill out while I'm watching stuff and just not not just let it wash over me a little bit. Yeah. So um and and that was quite that show in particular was quite fun because it was funny and the relations yeah. there's all of the teen angst stuff going on in it as well very
0: funny i like the idea of all of them playing themselves as teenagers that was very funny to me yeah <laughs> i uh that season two of that is happening this year isn't it
2: um
1: oh i did see that it yeah i I, I mean basically it's a it's a matter of looking at imdb and seeing if there's a dash seeing if.
2: <laughs> yeah <laughs> if yeah, it's I'm been sure.
1: cancelled then it'll say the last year it's
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah so that'd be quite sad wouldn't it Talking of uh, TV related stuff because I've just realised how long we've been waffling oh, and there was God, a couple so of long. things.
2: <laughs>
0: no, but it's nice. I'll it is. It's lovely.
2: You. Um,
0: have you seen the Big Door Prize? No. Okay, so this is a show on I want to say Apple TV, I think, and it's based on a book by M. O. Walsh that I've never read, so I can't mm. give any testimony as to how accurate it is. But it's a, it's a stars Chris O'Dowd and the sort of this isn't really a spoiler because you find it out almost instantly. The sort of conceit is that it's set in this like relatively small town in America called Deerfield. And mm-hmm. um one of their local shops suddenly and inexplicably receives something called a morpho machine. And when mm-hmm. you give this machine two dollars and your social security number and your fingerprints it will tell you your life's potential. Right. And that could be something as specific as it's saying something like, I don't know, teacher or dancer or biker or something. Or it could be something relatively wishy washy like liar or hero. Mm-hmm. Um and so it's sort of all about how the people in the town deal with that knowledge of themselves. And it's a really interesting show because it feels like that sort of thing could be genuinely really heavy. (laughs) But they've somehow managed to to make it so that even though it touches on some quite heavy things and does get a bit emotional, it's actually relatively light and kind of fluffy. And it's very funny. I'd sort of forgotten about Chris O'Dowd Mm -hmm. because I don't rewatch the IT crowd anymore for um, fairly obvious reasons, I think and i've i don't think i've ever actually seen a film that he's in that i've enjoyed the film of so i've never sort of like got like i know he was in bridesmaids which i fucking hated and you know a couple of other things that i've can't even remember at this point um and i'd sort of forgotten how like genuinely funny he is and like his comedic timing and how natural he feels as a yeah he's, he's so relatable as an actual human being <laughs>
1: He's he's very warm. He's very he's got a very warm sort of yeah thing to him. I think I saw him in something recently, but I can't see what he was in. Mary Poppins Returns as a voice Slumberland. <laughs> oh, yeah. He was in. He was in. Yeah, it's not a good show. Uh, it's not a good film. It's um oh Aquaman guy. It's like a kid's fantasy movie, but it's a little bit too weird. But he's in it, and he's really lovely. <laughs> yeah. He's like the, this very awkward father figure type um, who ends up having to look after the kid. Anyway, it doesn't doesn't matter. Yeah, he's. I, I was just thinking, I've seen him in something recently. What have I seen him in? And it was that. Yeah, yeah I love him. Been-
0: he's absolutely wonderful i would highly recommend this show it's every episode sort of focuses on a different person and the card that they received from the morpho machine but there's also like an overarching sort of through line of chris O'Dowd and his family and them dealing with you know some stuff that's been going on in their family and it's one of those shows that's like it's just weird enough to be interesting because i i have a bit of an issue with things that are a bit too slice of lifey because i think they can either be a bit boring as in why am i watching this i've got my own life that i can bore myself with or they can feel a bit twee as in like why does everything keep wrapping itself up in this nice little bow? whereas this has got this sort of like slight almost sort of sci-fi element like where did this machine come from how does it know is it a self-fulfilling prophecy because you've got the card? Do you become the thing? Or do you know what I mean? And there's there's that whole thing about like, is there such a thing as too much knowledge and and, and people struggling with the things that they're getting on the cards? And I've just found it really interesting so far. I think there's been like five, maybe six episodes out.
1: It looks like six Um, episodes and the next one is on the 26th and there's nine in the season. So
2: there you go. Um,
1: that's cool. And it's half hour episodes, which I'm well in the market for at the moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's another thing, because, uh, you know, as much as I enjoy like yellow jackets, mm-hmm. just sometimes I just wish they were a little bit look, just a little bit on the shorter side, please, because that's Second
1: season's so dense. As well. I, I haven't watched the last two episodes Because it was like I, I feel like I followed it quite well The first season But there's yeah. just a lot going on And
0: I know what happened to me with it and, the, and this is entirely my fault It's nothing to do with the show itself I have a bad memory for names and faces right. And there's a lot of characters in this And some of them are the characters as teens And some of yeah. them are the characters now So trying to remember who relates to who In the past and the now And then also basically who they even are the the new scene i had to go back to wikipedia and reread what happened in series one because i couldn't remember who was who when the (laughs) when it came back i was like aside from melanie linsky i'm like i'm lost
1: yeah i love she's so good though but um, one of my favorite teen actors that sounds weird but one of my favorite teen actors i was worried she the one who gets eaten by half eaten by a wolf in the first series um yeah she's she's lovely she turned up in um party down revival and um she was in i think she was the daughter in santa clarita diet okay she's ginger and she's really good and i think her i I think liv hewson that's it she's ever so good. I just I mean and Christina Ricci is amazing in it as well yeah. and Samantha Hanratty like I'm just reading off the thing now but the 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 woman who plays um the girl who plays her as a teen is really good. Yeah. I to, to the point where I forget which one I saw when I remember scenes that have mm-hmm. that character is it missy or whatever. Yeah. I forget which one which actress I saw playing it, yes. which doesn't happen with any of the other characters, because like the the one who look the um the one who's um Juliet uh, Juliet Lewis, Lewis and Sophie yeah. Thatcher nothing like each other. No, at
0: not all. at all. I I keep forgetting that that was one of the big ones yeah. that I'd completely forgotten by. I, I was like, who is who is she
2: again?
1: <laughs> it's very um, confusing. But yeah, so I mean, yeah, no, light light things that um I just watched a show called The Resort over the last couple of days and that's really good
0: oh have i seen that who's in that oh, oh. is it the mother from helmet Mother? Y-
1: yes it is i don't know her from that but <laughs> Chris- yeah and
0: christina Mili- milioti
1: milioti and um and um chidi from the good place as yes well. that's
0: really good show yeah. yeah i enjoyed that weird but <laughs> very weird but <laughs> wasn't so quite good. what i was expecting again yeah. but yeah really good
1: didn't make it on my didn't make it on my notes for some reason um <laughs> But yeah, no, that, no, that was, I watched all of that yesterday. And that's another one that left me like feeling lots of things. She's, Mili- yeah. uh, Christine, Christine Miliotti. She's really good. She's another yeah, one who's is. ever so good and doesn't, doesn't get cast in a lot of things or maybe, maybe just not things I'm watching. I did watch something. I do want to mention this and it's yeah. in the zone of what we're talking about. There's a mm-hmm. show called Class of 07. I think it's on Prime. Uh-huh. And it's um, Emily Browning, who is another person who I think is, really good but who doesn't get enough credit i think i think as most people know from sucker punch maybe but she's such a good actress it's set in australia and it's about a bunch of women emily browning's character you see her she's on like one of those married at first sight style shows (laughs) and has a has a complete meltdown at the guy like has a complete meltdown on set and so goes into hiding but she decides to go to her school like the 10-year school reunion because yeah, do you do? <laughs> well because so there's really bad there's really bad weather coming in and her dad says you've got you know you've got to get somewhere higher up than where you are because like there's going to be really bad weather or something and the, the old school it's like a girl's boarding school like an old catholic school so she goes to the school and there's all the all the other girls there there's all the interplay between one of them there's the bully there's the girl who went away midway through the year who was the head girl there's like people who are best friends, but aren't best friends anymore. So there's lots of awkwardness and stuff like that. They'll get drunk. They have a bit of drama. And then the next morning, one of them goes outside, freaks out because basically they, the, how it's on the top of a hill everywhere in every direction is just water. And basically, the world's ended. While while they're while, while they're while they in while in, all in the school, and so the next the 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 rest of the show, there are flashbacks and stuff. But it, it it it's another show that threads that line of some of the stuff they're talking about is quite heavy. They're like reliving bullying situations and and like those relationships when you're a teenager with each other that just felt like that you're still dealing with 20, ten years later or whatever. And there's some heavy duty stuff as they start to like they start to deal with the fact that they're running out of food and there might not be the the world might event has probably ended because they've not heard from anyone else. But it's also really funny at times as well. And it's because it's quite naturalistic, some of it And, and some of it's quite realistic and not realistic, but the relationship's realistic. So when they do start going batshit. And, and people start behaving in very zany ways. It's it's quite unexpected, and and you never quite know what's going to happen. It's I, re, I really liked it, and um, there might be another. The problem with watching anything and getting really into it is, yeah, if they leave it open ended at all, mm. the the first season ends at a point where it's all right if it doesn't carry on, but at the same time, like it could, it could. Yeah. But yeah, class of 07 that's quite oh, nice. good.
0: Yeah, I've been having that issue with a lot of things lately where I've sort of thought, oh, I might watch that and then immediately it's been cancelled. So yeah. I'm very annoyed that Paper Girls doesn't seem to be getting picked up by anybody for a season yeah. two. Where that, that left off very cliffhanger. I mean, I have read the comics, so I know... Yeah. Largely, what happens, but that's not the point. I was enjoying the show. That's another one where Jason is just popped off, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, perfect." That
1: was sweet. yeah. Um, that was ever so good. That.
0: But the, the that one that's show. been the most egregious thing for me has been Final Space. I just, I love Final Space. Is one of the best cartoons of the last decade. It didn't finish, and now it also sort of doesn't exist anymore because it was one of those. Did it get uh, wiped? It was one of those cartoons that got yeah in the big Warner Brothers, you know purge just sort of disappeared from the internet you can't get it as physical media and it's not finished so that just was, never, never get to watch that again
1: <laughs> I I did that show I in the maybe the first two episodes I didn't think I liked it it felt very it felt very Seth Macfarlane to me in a way that I don't get on with and I was like but I don't I don't like maybe i just want to watch futurama again i don't know maybe that's what's going on because there are so many there are so many sort of like wacky arch grown-up cartoons now right that you can get jaded about it and so i watched i watched the first couple and i thought i don't know and at some point it just turned into farscape which i love right at some point suddenly i'm watching this space opera and i don't know where it must happen quite early on because i was just like I don't know what I, it's another show where I don't like the main character, but I love everyone else in it.
0: Yeah. It's, um, it was one of those shows for me again, like as we've talked about quite a lot tonight where I wasn't expecting it, where it went mm. and for it to hit me as hard because there's quite, again, there's quite a lot of like heavy stuff in that show. And mm. um, I mean, I would pretty much love any show that casts Keith David as anything. Cause I could yeah, listen yeah. to his voice, just read the phone book. I made such a titter myself when I met him at a convention. Oh my God. Because I... Uh... You met him. Indeed, yeah. I went. I went to a London Film and Comic Con, and I thought I'm going to be brave. I'm going to meet Keith David. I don't know why I thought I'd do that, and I took up my copy of the thing for him to sign. Mm. And I thought I thought I'm going to I'm going to try and be a little bit different. I'm not going to be like oh, I loved you in the thing or like whatever, because everybody's going to be talking about you know the thing. They're going to be talking about you know like all the big movies that he's in. So I was like, I'll I'll be I'll be funny and stupid, and I was like, ha, I loved you as Reverse Giraffe in Rick and Morty, <laughs> and he just politely went, hmm. Oh. and then and then signed my dvd and stood up so somebody could take a very blurry picture of us together and, and then
1: moved on to the next person
0: and i felt silly
2: <laughs>
1: it's i i quite often do that thing where i try not to talk about the thing that's obvious
2: yeah
1: or, or well, you just i, or I, I panic and i'm too familiar yeah and it and yeah. it and it, it quite it does quite often go wrong because that's not necessarily what people are expecting. So, did you watch Amphibia? Because he's a voice in that.
0: No, but people have recommended it to me, yeah. so I probably should.
1: It's yeah. aimed. I mean, it's aimed at kids, really, but it's ever so good. It's loads yeah, of. That,
0: fun. I was going to say that means nothing. Like Adventure Doesn't Time, mean to anything, set, yeah, it? aimed at kids, yeah. but it's one of my favourite yeah. cartoons ever. Um yeah. I'm very aware of the, the time again. So yes, uh, yeah. There was what there was one more thing I wanted to talk about. Was there anything else that you wanted to bring up before I uh?
1: um probably not I, there's a show called colin from accounts okay. which might be on for od mm-hmm. which is an australian show but it's kind of a rom-com thing but it's quite funny but there's no i mean it's like that's it's got the guy from um do you may, maybe think of it because you mentioned jason manzugas and i can't remember what his the, the the car two police in a car <laughs> There was an Australian show. I'm finding it. I'm finding it. I'm going to find it. No activity. No activity. It was, um, it was uh, an Australian show for one, maybe two seasons. And then it, it, they did an American version. And the, the main guy from the Australian version was in it, Patrick Brammel, um, who I think was also a writer. But like then Jason Mantoukas and everyone you'd expect to go along with Jason Mantoukas ended up being in it as well. And the main conceit is it's just these two guys in a car, these two police in a car on stakeout and they're rubbish. They get given the <laughs> rubbish jobs. But yeah, it's Colin from Account is about this guy who um, accidentally runs over a dog because a lady who's walking across the road flashes a boob at him. Um, she's <laughs> right. a bit younger than him. And, and so they both end up having to take this dog to the vet and then they end up ha- having this infirm dog. That they're jointly responsible for. She's a complete mess. He's like depressed. And but it's 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 really it was surprising. It was really good. So um, uh, Colin from accounts. Colin from accounts is the name of the dog. <laughs> so
0: <laughs> that's really stupid.
1: Yeah, it really is stupid.
0: But oh, I love it. though. I
1: don't feel like I've really sold it, but it's um, <laughs> it's it's quite it's quite sweet. And again, has its moments of like. Quite upsetting stuff in it, mm. but
0: I think pretty much everything is is that now because it doesn't take an awful lot to upset me anymore. money,
1: yeah. or it's Mrs. Brown's Boys. Uh, I mean, that upsets <laughs> me for different reasons. Yeah, for different reasons, yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Um, the last thing I wanted to talk about was I've read a comic for the first time in like a billion fucking ages. years.
1: I couldn't think of any to talk about.
0: I am um, well, I, I haven't read comics for ages because I sort of got to a point where there was just too much. Like, I was trying to, at one point, I'd, I was sort of trying to narrow down my focus to certain characters. But then even they were in, like, 53 different books at yeah. a time. So, like, I just got to a point where I was like, just fuck it all off. And the only thing I've been reading is the um, IDW Ninja Turtles, like, ongoing all right. comics. But I picked up Saturday Morning Adventures, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which is, it was supposed to be a four-issue miniseries. But they've just mm. announced that it's going to go ongoing because it's done really well which is a, a series by Eric Burnham with art by Tim Latte and uh, colors by Sarah Meyer. And it is based on the eighties cartoon show. All right. It is absolutely wonderful. I've just been doing a rewatch of the uh, 87 cartoon because I since seeing the rise of the TMNT movie that came out last year, I have become a full on turtles wanker. Like I don't shut up about it. I've got a turtles tattoo last month, Rich is sick of me just constantly talking turtles like he just he just shut up (laughs) stace i I will never
1: when you're already a turtles person
0: i was i was already a fairly big turtles person but it's definitely a hyper fixation now it's pretty much all i think about when i'm not if i'm not having a conversation with someone about something else or i'm not working i'm probably thinking about the turtles in Mm. some way (laughs)
2: um
0: it's it's it's, pretty, it's a little bit sad if I'm honest. Um, but I so last after the after I saw Roy's, I decided to watch the 2003 series because I'd never seen it before, mm. and then I thought well now i'm gonna to have to go back and re-watch the 80s one because i know i haven't seen all of it because there were like 10 seasons of it yeah it
1: went but a long time
0: by the time i was watching it i was watching sort of episodes that were repeats anyway and i'm pretty sure i've only seen like the first maybe three or four seasons so i thought you know what i'll just, I'll just get hold of it and i'll just watch them. and i've fallen in love with it again because i'd forgotten how fucking sassy it is mm-hmm. like i remember it as being really stupid but Raf and Donnie in particular are really fucking sarcastic, like all the titles. <laughs> very, very funny. Um, I've been absolutely loving it. So these comics came out, perfect timing. Absolutely brilliant. The art style is so close to the the cartoon. Yeah. But, like, if anything, it's better because, obviously, I mean, I don't know if you've watched the 80s show for, like, a while, but, like, obviously there was a lot of, like, corner cutting and maybe the budgets weren't particularly high so like there's a lot of like continuity errors where like the bandanas are the wrong colors or the wrong voice is coming out of the wrong guy or uh, and some of the animation is just a little bit like is that even a turtle what am I looking at (laughs) (laughs) so so like but obviously the comic is It's like a modern day version of that. It's so gorgeous. So much fun. And it's very sort of like family friendly turtles nonsense, Mm -hmm. which is great because as much as I do love the IDW, like ongoing title, like somebody asked me the other day, like, Oh, would my son enjoy this? And I was like, Oh, how old is he? And I think he said he was like eight or nine. And I was like, you know what? I don't know. Because whilst there is a lot of like fun, you know, ninja mm. ass kickery. There's also like, you know, like Donatello died in an issue, and it's really fucking sad. And yeah. I don't, I, and like, there's a lot of that sort of level of sort of peril and mm. angst and stuff in it. And I don't necessarily think I could have read that when I was nine and been happy about it. But these um, Saturday Morning Adventures ones are great because it's just stupid like donatello created a vr machine and we're stuck in it oh shit like it's it's a lot of like just silly fun which is great because i'm very much in the mindset at the moment of needing things that are just silly and fun
1: you you have you've touched you've touched on something there about comics which has been my frustration i still pay for marvel unlimited but i haven't i do read a lot of stuff but i just don't feel that connected to a lot of it but Mm. having two kids the, the younger one, Noah's been reading comics for a while. Max has only been getting a bit more interested in them recently. And Noah could read, like, he wouldn't have trouble reading early the classic X-Men or something yeah. like that in terms of reading comprehension. But it's so just the themes in it. Are so, I mean, I guess they're, they're aimed at teenagers, really. They're not... They're not even back in the 80s. They weren't really for kids. A lot of the discussions were like people are having romantic relationships and stuff like that. And it's all very melodramatic and it can be quite difficult finding stuff for them to read. So Noah's back rereading his Jedi Academy books. Those are really good. Like he's really enjoying those. But um, he read through all of the Scooby-Doo team up. He just he just he read through them all once and then he read through them. He went back and started from the beginning. I don't know if you've seen those. Like, they don't watch Scooby-Doo, because I think they've seen Scoob, the film, from a couple of years ago. Kids don't have a relationship with Hanna-Barbera characters. (laughs) It's just not a thing anymore. But the team-up is, like, it's pretty much anything in Warner Brothers. They've encountered the Robin from the, like, the sort of classic Batman and Robin. Mm -hmm. Also the Teen Titans from Teen Titans Go cartoon. And it's all just oh, like um, he was he was he was talking about one thing and he was saying, this is this is weird, Daddy. There's this character in this and he's like he keeps talking about how great he is at, at karate. But I don't think he is very good at karate. And I said, is he a dog? And he said, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I said, is his name Hong Kong food?" He's <laughs> like.
2: <laughs> he was like
1: yeah, and like the Flintstones and the Jetsons and all, and but it's all it's by I think it's all by I'm just on Amazon now I'm reading it Sholly Fitch and Dario Brazzett Brise- I haven't read any of it <laughs> but it's hitting him at this perfect like where his reading comprehension is quite high but nothing in it's too heavy heavy and serious yeah. but also you don't have to understand it it, it does that thing where like you'll get different versions of different versions of Robin in different issues. And it doesn't doesn't matter. There's no continuity <laughs> yeah. or canon to it, which I, I mean, I think is the biggest thing. I did not think continuity is necessarily a grown up thing, but it's certainly a limiting. It makes it harder to mm-hmm. read things. Right. It
0: does if your uh, memories are cheaters. Well. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> or if you just or if you just want a good story and you're not that bothered about. Fat mm. stuff right so yeah i'd say that the what you're talking about with the teenage mutant ninja turtles thing is probably quite similar to scooby-doo team up which i don't know if it's still running but there were like loads of them it went up to a 100 uh, over a 100 issues i think yeah and uh, he's not shown any interest in watching any scooby-doo cartoons or anything but he's, <laughs> he's just gone back and reread all of them yeah so that's probably quite fun I
2: don't
0: know if yeah. you've read it. No, I to be honest, like I am um, so with with comics and stuff, I was trying to get into. I was reading the um, Duck Tales mm-hmm. that was based on like the newer TV show, which I absolutely adored. Like that, mm-hmm. that I think that might have been better than the original, but um mm-hmm. don't let anybody on the internet hear me say that. <laughs> <Nah>. <laughs> but yeah, I, I I sort of struggle a bit with things that are made for kids that weren't things that i was previously into because i think if i i think as an adult if you weren't into the turtles this this won't appeal to you because it's very much of the you know rose-tinted nostalgia glasses of wasn't this cartoon great let's just do this in comic form but i do think like so there's like yeah there's a lot of like i don't know if i would appreciate that because i was never a big scooby-doo yeah And I I found it difficult to get into DuckTales as well. I have a weird thing about (laughs) this, really stupid. I have a a weird thing. I was reading that as the show was on, and that was throwing me off because I was forgetting which
1: Which things pertain
0: to the show and which things pertain to the comics. And also, I was sort of reading them in the voices of the people from the show, which also throws me off somehow from reading them. But Mm -hmm. that's again, that is is a space problem. That is,
2: (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) I like to make a lot of problems for myself when I'm
1: reading (laughs) <laughs> I get it. Part of the the th- the thing I've realized since I've since I've realized I'm probably autistic, I've realized that like I've never been. Whenever I've been reading stuff, part of the reason I like TV is it repeats itself a lot most of the time. Like um, I'll have a really good memory for some things, but when I'm reading prose and I like comics because I can keep track of what's going on in them, when I'm reading prose, I have to keep going back to see who's talking. Like and I've always done that two or three. <laughs> go back two or three pages i can i could read really sophisticated stuff but not remember what happened on the previous page Mm -hmm. and and that's it's not it's not something i realized i'd I'd had a i'd always had an issue with until a few years ago so i know what it's like we've all got
0: like i am the kind of person that lives for a previously on yeah like if you have that at the front of a comic the start of a tv show the start of a film if it's in the middle of a series of films brilliant because I, cuz I will fully totally forget like I have had a hard time with Doctor Who of late because there's been so many huge gaps between things yeah and cuz like I'm sure somebody said the other day that like technically like Jodie Whittaker is one of the longest new Doctor Who's but she's only had like six episodes Sh- or something yeah. <laughs> like, like it doesn't make any actual sense but I've, I keep—I've almost entirely forgotten pretty much anything that came before Jodie, and a lot of what happened in her seasons, yeah, because they feel to me like about ten years ago, which I know it's is a spread is out.
1: It's, that, makes yeah, it a lot
0: harder, it just, yeah, and I know nec- like Doctor Who is not necessarily something you—it's not fully, you know, you have to know everything that's come before, but it—it ha- it certainly helps. Uh, especially when there's like crossovers of um, companions and things. I'd forgotten Bill existed until somebody mentioned her online the other day.
1: She's my favorite. Um, I think she's one of my favorites as well. The <laughs> that, that last season of Capaldi is, I liked Jodie Whittaker's run, but like mm. that last season of Capaldi is my favorite season of yeah. New Who. I think I loved it. I loved Bill. I Matt Lucas was okay. The Mar- Missy was brilliant. Um, yeah, yeah. I was because you you mentioning DuckTales, this is where my brain, how my brain works. My sons know who David Tennant is. Yes. They've not seen Doctor Who, but they know that he's in DuckTales and they know he's in the Loud House movie.
2: Right.
1: Um, and the woman who plays Missy is also in the Loud House movie because they go to Scotland, so they're like the two keepers of this house. She's a bad guy in it, so he knows that that's the Doctor and that she's the Master because I I mention it literally every time <laughs> we watch it. But like, and they've not seen Doctor Who, but the other day he had a question about the Daleks. He's picked up bits from here and there, and he said, um, "Daddy, you know the robots in Doctor Who, not the ones who turn other humans into into more of them." Uh, the ones who look a bit like the, tar- the inside of the TARDIS. And I was like, it's a perfect description. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, yeah he, he wanted to know how amazed people were when they first found out there was like a, a creature inside the Daleks. Yeah. And so I had, to, I had to probe one of my friends about, uh, about it because I couldn't remember. Apparently you find out in the first story, so...
0: Yeah, uh, if, uh, Any Doctor Who questions I always go to Dave Monteith Of Geek mm. Syndicate like, yes. you, you know Doctor Who Because I've only ever experienced New Who So I don't mm. understand anything that came before And I think there's too much of it for me to grasp We genuinely have talked for far too long now <laughs> yeah, Not yeah. not in terms of me enjoying this conversation But in terms of the potential for our listeners To
2: give a shit <laughs>
0: Um so shall we shall we roll on to our little musical recommendation segment and then get the fuck out of here.
1: Yes, that sounds good. <laughs> I've just gotta I've gotta remember to Google Ghost and Rachel Vice, sexy lesbian.
0: From from the movie The Favourite, yes. Um right. okay, what song did you go for? Because you sent me a couple of options I and I listened too. to them all and I, I had a little listen, uh so I'm intrigued to know what you picked.
1: I think I think it has to be Middle Earth by Chetsky and I can't remember what the lady's name on it is um because oh. i love it yeah
0: i'm glad you picked that one because i preferred it of the two yeah
1: it's <laughs> it's really good it's it's um it's yeah it's lovely um the other there's the one there was one hey arsehole by watsky that's got kate nash on it and i really like yeah. the chorus but the actual vocals are a little bit much whereas chetsky's voice even if you can't tell what he's saying he's got quite a nice relaxing voice i love yeah. it
0: yeah, I'm not a big Kate Nash fan, which is what put me off the other one
1: that you sent. So. Oh, you didn't? Yeah, OK. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I like her. She's, she makes me smile. It's um, interesting because Lily Allen's the one who sang Smile. Yeah. Uh, but um, but she doesn't make me smile.
0: No, I can't say that. I've got any feelings, really, on Lily Allen. <laughs> um, she's is isn't she? she just, when,
1: when Kate Nash, the reason I make the connection is when Kate Nash started, people couldn't help but compare the two of them so mm, yeah, yeah people
0: love to do that don't they
1: <laughs> can't help it can't have two women who are even remotely in the same field at once <laughs> without it causing problems
0: no not at all um the song i picked is actually kind of an old song uh it's it's drive by incubus and the reason that it is back on my radar currently is because um stephen Young performs it acoustically in an episode oh, of he
1: does that's why it was stuck in my head Yes, Um,
0: that, that show was really interesting with its soundtrack Because by the end of the first episode Rich just looked at me and he was like This has to have been made by a man of my age it was like because every song in this is mm. ticking all of my nostalgia boxes for, for like like every single music song it was
1: great yeah yeah
0: i'd completely forgotten about this song because if, if you were to ask me my favorite incubus song i'd say it was Stella, but i'd forgotten how great this song actually is and steven young performs it it's really, really good.
1: well yeah. <laughs> he, does, he does a couple of bits doesn't he of music in it um yeah yeah, I, do you know, it's funny, I didn't even make that connection, I played it, I had a little bath before lunchtime, and um I played that because you mentioned it, thinking, do I must know some Incubus songs, and it was that song, I didn't make the connection, but of course it's a really well-known song, right, I think yeah. it's quite well-known, and then Spotify doing what it did, it then went on to play a whole bunch of other 90s,
2: <laughs>
1: 90s like yeah. new metal and stuff like that a bit of red hot chili peppers and
0: we when we were watching beef the one that got us and i think it was in the first episode it might have been the very end of the first episode i think it was the reason by Hoobastank stank came on and we were like oh my god Hubert <laughs> like, like, i love that so that is a karaoke classic for Stacey. all
2: right is. is it
0: uh, yeah i'll bust that one out and i'll give it some re fucking welly i'll tell you <laughs> Probably, probably a bit too much welly. People will probably think I'm being a bit too intense, but um, <laughs> but who cares? Before we toddle off, uh, because Taskmaster's on in a bit, and I'm mildly obsessed with Taskmaster and uh, in love with Jenny Eclair. Oh. Would you like to promote any, you know, your Twitch
1: channel where people can find you on the internet? So I'm I'm site pretty much everywhere, Twitter and um, and Twitch. N I X S I G H T. Um, I've not been very good on Twitch recently, but I will try and get back into it. And I'm and I got I've still got a book out on Amazon. You have still uh, got a book out? Yeah, The Room Next Door uh, by Nicholas Papaconstantino. And that's it. I'm not as I'm not as active as i used to be because um i'm very tired all the time
0: <laughs> <laughs> tell me about sometimes i think that tw- uh, like social media is the only thing that's actually keeping me going because i think i would just nap all the time if i wasn't yeah. farting out tweets I've, I've, I've been trying to live tweet me watching the turtle seasons because all at right. least it makes me feel like i'm engaging with the real world <laughs>
1: At least five minutes of every therapy session. I have fortnightly therapy. I'm still paying for it. Uh, at least five minutes of every session, I think is pretty much uh, a, a little gentle to and fro because my therapist doesn't challenge me too much. A little gentle to and fro of my therapist telling me that um shit-talking random idiots on social media maybe isn't that healthy a use of my time in in, yeah. the, in the morning. And me saying... That it's one of the only times I feel fully in control, and it, it feels <laughs> like it. It feels like it must be a healthy outlet cause,
0: Look if it's helping, hmm. yeah,
1: I, I mean I don't know. So yeah, I know social media is.
0: Yeah. I see. I do the opposite though. Is I do try to avoid any sort of conflict on there, and I just fart out nonsense tweets about films that I saw or yeah. T-
1: I'd t- never ask with people I know, not anymore. But like people I don't know, it's just.
0: Yeah, no, I don't like attracting the attention of people I don't know because they scare me. But anyway, um, (laughs) Nick, it's been an absolute pleasure to have you back in the parlour. Oh,
2: it's lovely.
0: Let's not leave it two years next time because that's stupid.
2: And the episodes um,
1: become unmanageable.
0: And yeah, yeah this is going to be this is going to be a feat of engineering for editing. I don't. I'm not going to edit it very much. At all. I'm going to edit it very much. At all. I have a vague recollection that one of the last times we, it might not have been the last episode, but it might have been the one before. We talked so much, I had to split it in two.
1: That um, sounds about right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. <laughs> That might, this might be another lovely twofer another lovely twofer If I can be bothered to even edit to that extent, but it has been a genuine pleasure to have you back in the park. It's been
1: lovely. Thank you for having
2: me.
0: And uh, listeners, have a lovely rest of the month. Stay safe and sane, and um, I don't know, have a jammy dodger, why don't you? That's good advice, I think. Actually, jammy dodgers are great. jammy
1: dodgers are great.
0: That's a good. That's a good note to end on. Have a jammy dodger. Love you, everyone. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour. To get in touch with me, the titular Stace, you can follow me on Twitter at Stacey's Parlour, send an email to Parlor at gmail.com or come and join the Stacey's Pop Culture Parlour Facebook group. If you'd like to leave a review for the show, please do so on Apple Podcasts or over at podchaser.com. If you like what you heard enough to want to give me some money, which would be quite spectacular actually, you can go to coffee.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. That's ko-fi.com forward slash Stacey's Parlour. The music that you're hearing right now is by the amazing band Starbomb and you should really check them out on Spotify, iTunes or on their website. Thanks for stopping by and I'll see you next month.